Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bond by Numbers. Today, it is our second Bond Redux of the season, and today's film is The Spy Who Loved Me, and we'll be doing a watch-along of that film from 1977, and we welcome you to do the same along with us. My name is Scott Powell, and joined as always by my co-hosts across the pond, Jeffrey Chapman and Joshua Taylor. Hello. Hello. How are you boys doing? Doing okay. Vidi vidi well, my brother. Vidi vidi well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. It's been about a month, guys, since we've been together, uh, and we had Chris Wood with us. Bond on Vinyl helped us do the uh, The World Is Not Enough soundtrack, which was a, a great little adventure we'd had with him. Great show, yeah. No, a lot, it was of, a lot fun. of fun. Mm-hmm. Chris gave me some insight into that score that, uh, you know what, I, yeah. I really appreciate it because it's not one of my favorites. Not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It, it was definitely worthwhile. Like, absolutely. I mean, of course, we were uh, blessed to have him on the podcast again. And uh, I think it was a success. It was a home run, as we would say in North America with baseball. Not that I mm-hmm. watch that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, will. I, I haven't watched baseball in years, man. Yeah, no. Uh, and, I mean, I haven't really paid attention, quote unquote. Well, I mean, I paid attention a couple of years ago when the Blue Jays were like, you know, in the World Series. Or, mm. um, a couple of years and, ago. And the, well, but that's what I'm saying. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But even before that, like I, after 92, 93, I was like, well, you know what? That's all I really need to see because after that, that was pretty uh, bad news bears for a long time after that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Montreal Expos disappearing. <laughs> yeah, never a talk. Yeah. Never a talk of bringing another team up to Canada, was there? Not really. Well, there no. was. They were actually thinking of splitting the, the Tampa Bay Rays, or, or I think I, I actually forget the which team, but they okay. were thinking of splitting it between half the season in at the O or what they were going mm-hmm. to redo for the Olympic mm-hmm. Stadium and in Florida. I forget what team. I thought it was cool. Tampa Bay or something, but anyways. Funny you mentioned the Olympic Stadium, Jeff. That featured heavily in my uh, Bond in Canada adventure. That's right. <laughs> if I, it did, yes. <laughs> I read, yeah, that's right. That was a very nice bring it back. Very good. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. we are getting somewhat <laughs> off track here. Well, well um, done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, everybody, thank you for joining us today. We are really excited to be here to do this second watch along of the season. It was my choice. And speaking also, guys, of perspectives, you know, crediting Chris for uh, coming along that journey with us, I'm also looking forward to your perspectives on this movie as we watch it together because as a kid growing up uh, it wasn't the first Bond movie I saw but it was it was definitely the one I got most excited about I think it, mm. it just lends itself to the stunt spectacular the excitement the enthusiasm mm. it's it's such a I think in, it's it's probably the best of the of the Bond films for gateway you know introductions oh yeah um, certainly that's how I feel but it's been mm. such a long time since uh, well it feels like a long time since we reviewed the film for the show uh, three three years oh, ago th- three years now I can mm-hmm. think about it and I haven't seen it since, I remember. So I'm really excited. Everyone who's been listening to the show remembers that it was my grandmother, Double O'Geo, that sent me Man with the Golden Gun. That was my first Bond film. And I remember watching that MGM VHS Bond. It was part of, the, it was part of this old MGM uh, James Bond mm-hmm. 007 collection. If you remember them, if anyone remembers them, they had like that, yeah, the silver foil thing at the top, right? Uh-huh. And they would always show the trailers yeah. of the of one of the of the, of the next bo- movie in the series with each with each video. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Man with the Golden Gun, and then watching the trailer for The Spy Who Loved Me. Like the second time I watched Man with the Golden Gun, I'm like, 
oh man, I want to see this movie. This looks so cool. And then my mom told me about how that was her favorite Bond movie. And she talked all about like the Lotus Esprit and, and whatnot. I'm like, oh, that is so neat. And so I got so hyped up about it. And then, of course, one of my parents' best friends, who's actually, um, I believe, my sister's godfather, uh, he had his own copy of The Spy Who Loved Me, and, and he gave it to me. He, he, he let me uh, borrow it, but he, then he said, like, don't worry, you can keep it afterwards. I'm like, okay, fine. So I remember... Once you like, realized so just how happy it made this little kid, <laughs> he's like, yeah. you know what, buddy? I don't That's want it back. You, you can hang on yeah. to it. And I remember, like, they were a pardon upstairs, and, I, and because they wanted me out of the way, right... While they partied, I was able to watch that movie downstairs in the basement, and yeah, it was a really great time, and, and yeah, I've loved The Spy Who Loved Me ever since, and I still look at it as like, it's not a, a great, you know, if, if you want to go for a serious Fleming kind of Bond movie, definitely not, mm-hmm. but if you want to have like, what if James Bond was like a Marvel comic book character, that is The Spy Who Loved Me, and so that's, that's, kind, of how I, and that's kind of how I enjoy the movie, you know? It's yeah. just like a roided up version of James Bond. <laughs> And that's the best, that's, that's what Roger not, did the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, coming on the back of your own Redux, Josh, you chose Tomorrow Never Dies to get the season started a few months back, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I am really looking forward Similar to Similar storylines in a way, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar elements, you got like the British Navy, you have uh, a political situation because of that, and you have someone masterminding, you know, playing the East and West against each other, right? So... Mm-hmm. Very yeah. similar. And you also have a, a competent female agent. Now, let's compare uh, Anna Amasova versus, you know, Wei Lin. And I, I, that's, that's no contest, but... <laughs> well, I guess it depends on, uh, on, on what the challenge is. If it's uh, Donnie's bracket challenge... And how you vote. Um, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. And how you vote. Shout out yeah. to Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. <right. laughs> I don't know. I, I think Wei Lin should have gone a lot further than she mm. did. But oh, hey, it's... Boy. Uh, it, it it ain't uh, it ain't always how the character acts on the page. So, uh, it's, uh, it's like a Waylon Malin vote, <laughs> and, it didn't, and it didn't get there. It didn't get there. But Josh, what you say about Fleming is is quite correct. And uh, Fleming, if I recall from your Cubby's corner back when we did review the show a few years ago, um, Fleming stipulated, didn't he, that he that this was the one Bond story that you could only use the title for because he he recognized the novel as quite a departure. He wasn't happy with how it was received critically and he didn't want this turned into a film. And that was one of the one of the conditions he set out before his death. Yeah, I remember in the foreword for one of the earlier editions of the Bond novels I had, Anthony Burgess uh, did the foreword and mm-hmm. he was pretty, he laid that out in bare terms in the foreword saying like, why would they even, ridic- you know, Unfleming and hodgepodge is how mm-hmm. he described it. Yeah. Well, Anthony Anthony Burgess did a treatment, an early treatment for this film for the producers. He wrote a screenplay treatment for this film, and it was Bitter, kind maybe, of off-ball. Perhaps. Well, I don't know about that, but I do know that his treatment called for Bond and Henry Kissinger to both be naked in the film at one point. Oh, and at was, the same was, time? I believe so. Well, I, I mean, must surely. Why would there be two separate scenes of that? Oh, man. I think it was the two of them naked, yeah, together. I don't, I don't know how it all fell out, but needless to say, that's not the movie we got. No, definitely not. I would think of Henry Kissinger, even though like I know that he was 
he, he was, was kind say, of an, would they change the title to the NSA who love me? Like is he's <laughs> national security. He's definitely advisor. a Machiavellian character in the Nixon administration. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they. But, that's, I, that's but just, unfortunately, I remember him from The Simpsons when he dropped well, glasses yes. in the toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he goes to go to the nuclear power plant, mm-hmm. you know, I leave my glasses in the toilet. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't. Re- that, oh man, but I never, I never knew who that was when I was a kid. But then when I watched The Simpsons, like uh, a couple of years ago, I was just laughing my head off of that. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's a good one, that one. Uh, guys, listen, just before we get into the film and uh, we, we, uh, mm-hmm. we synchronize our lions and get started here, let's take a few moments uh, just, just to go over the world of Bond. Any updates, anything's going on? I mean, we've got one major story and we'll get to it now. Of course, guys, we are within one week of the UK release of No Time to Die, just a few days away. There is tons of media, press, interview stuff that's racketing up here in in the the papers and on the radio and on telly but i am remaining dark to this it's it's been difficult Ooh, i have I seen i have seen the trailers uh, i have not seen the most recent trailer i hear that that gives up quite a bit of additional footage oh uh, I, I won't watch so it. <laughs> no i'm not uh, i'm, I'm going to try my absolute best to stay dark with this one yeah and yeah. You know, out of respect for our listeners in other parts of the world, we know we've got a few in Australia and China, and they're not getting this film until later, the end of October, the middle of November for the Australians. We are not going to spoil anything here on Bomb by Numbers when we do see it. I have got my tickets for next Sunday. It's uh, it's a half-capacity social distance presentation of the film. But hey, Bond Bond on the big screen. That's what uh, myself and my good lady are off to see next Sunday this time. So I'm looking forward to that very very much indeed. Very Where you nice. seated, like in the middle rows, or yeah, back what, there. yeah. The, the way it works, I'm, I'm not a lot of cinemas are working this way. You, you reserve your tickets, and they block two to the left and two to the right. That you know you can't be you know For next to anybody. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they restrict the numbers as well, obviously by by doing that. So you know we had a certain number of rows we could pick from, and a certain number of seats within those rows we could pick from. But it, I think there will only be about 30 people there, to be perfectly honest, because it's a, it's a relatively small multiplex. Um, hey, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I had my first um, post-COVID uh, film experience uh, the other day, and they actually seated us like in the at the bottom level of the front row. Normally, the seats that are reserved for uh, people with, you know, uh, disabilities, disabilities and, yeah. and and whatnot, but because of the COVID restrictions and stuff, if there was no one there, then we could sit there. If someone did come in who did have, you know, those disabilities, then mm-hmm. we would get up and just take the ones behind. But mm-hmm. yeah, cool. so we sat there and when we watched uh, the Shang Chi, and for the Bond fans, uh, Michelle Yeoh is pretty still badass. She's uh, nice, looking nice. pretty good, and also, mm-hmm. you know, being a badass. So it was good to see her again. Jeff, how is the excitement mounting over there in Canada for No Time to Die? I know you guys are getting it on the 8th of October. Uh, is, there, is there a lot coming, kind of gearing up, a lot of energy going? I think so. I mean, at the same time, it is tough when you've had, you know, something like this sort of just on the back burner for so long and just trying to keep, you yeah. know, kind of keep the coals glowing for something mm-hmm. like this. But mm-hmm. because it's a bond, it, that that's, I think, what it has going for it is because it's a bond. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you still and, – and just because of like, you know, the, the newer – and because there's, there's kind of like almost like a new life to it, almost like a phoenix where you have like a – 
a younger person doing the song, and the song we all kind of agree mm-hmm. with is is different but good. And then yeah, you have yeah, Hans Zimmer. Like so there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces uh, to this Bond that is different than others. So as much as like oh it's just another Bond, it's going to be the last Daniel Craig. So there's maybe maybe some negatives. I don't want to say negatives, but some sort of um, um and. Uh, and just sort of miss like we don't know what's going to happen but there's also the positives of it sort of being sort of like giving it new life to having uh, you know um uh, a, a new score a new song but people are still i think pretty excited to go now that you know um we're getting a little more used to how we can go safely into the theater like the way you guys are describing i i do think that there is definitely like the bond fever is 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 catching i guess maybe that's a bad analogy uh (laughs) but bond but anyways bond they are they are excited from what i can see and 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 how i feel i'm excited too so uh as much as it's been hard to keep keep the excitement going for this long Mm -hmm. i think there's definitely excitement and uh you know we're getting there so it's good we can see the light at the end of the tunnel Uh, yeah absolutely it's been so long, hasn't it, without any content for people like ourselves, yeah. fans. I mean, it, it's it's certainly going to be something. It's going to be a meal that, that feeds for a wee while, I think, this one. Oh, exactly. I forget who mentioned it. It could have been Scott. It could have been Chris. I don't recall. But the fact that bon- Craig, Daniel Craig has been James Bond the longest amount of time of all the Bond mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even That's longer than Roger believe, Moore. Isn't it hard to believe with only yeah. five films? Yeah. But yeah, no time to die. It's imminent, guys, and it's happening. There's a lot of different premieres and events within the Bond community that are taking place in different cities. I know Chris, for example, Josh just mentioned him. He's off to Liverpool uh, this week coming up to, to check one out and... It'd be great if I could uh, if if I could commit myself to one of those events as well. But you know, it's too tricky. Um, kids being young and family and work being what it is, I just can't get myself on the road. And no, fair enough. But I've been really proud of myself. This uh, no spoilers thing. Um, I, I I feel like I've done a good job, and I don't have much longer to wait. But uh, as I say, for those of you listening out there who aren't going to get the film for another extended period or another month we uh, will certainly do our part here in the show not to spoil it because the truth is between now and the time you do get it australia we've probably only got another mm. episode planned anyway so you, you don't think you got to worry about us coming online too much we've got yeah. quite a bit coming up this <laughs> month for us so but um yeah uh, coming up, by the way, on Bomb by Numbers, after this episode today, we're going to have another couple of weeks off, but then we're going to be coming back with a, a history episode, a double O Origins. And Jeff, this time it's your turn, isn't it, to lead us mm-hmm. through? That's right. So what I'm going to try and do with this one is I know that Josh had sort of done like the overall origins and sort of, you know, where the idea came from for like, you know, um, defend the realm, protect the realm Mm -hmm. kind of thing with, Mm -hmm. uh, with Walsingham and, and sort of that idea of where, uh, sort of the intelligence and, uh, and having sort of, you know, that kind of, um, spiring and, and just sort of using agents, uh, and, and defending the country and, and, and assets and, and all that kind of stuff um, with Walsingham like Josh did a, a very uh, in-depth and uh, very interesting episode what I'm going to do is I'm kind of I'm going to kind of do sort of the similar thing but with the actual uh, origins of the of what we know of like MI6 and MI5 and sort of how it came to in the 1909-1910 time when they were kind of the same thing and then branched out. What I'm going to try and do, though, is I'm going to I'm going to try and find 
certain people that basically uh, Fleming would have sort of really come up with the idea of Bond, like sort of the persona and the like physical attributes, mental, all that kind of stuff that they mm-hmm. kind of got the idea for the Bond character for. Like we all know, like Stevenson is basically kind of like the most uh, well-known person that he kind of would have. Um, facilitated the Bond idea, but there's a lot of other individuals throughout the history of MI6 and even MI5 that did help with, I think, how uh, the Bond character in, in, in the literary Bond character, but even in the films, uh, ha- is who he is today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially, and I'm going to kind of go over a couple of the operations, uh, cool. pieces of pieces of operations and you know, spycraft and just sort of little nuggets like that just to sort of uh, open, open our uh, listeners' uh, ears and eyes to that. And it is quite interesting, obviously. So look I'm looking forward to it. To it. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I Should picked up a book about Station X, uh, which mm-hmm. deals a lot with the Bletchley Park and mm-hmm. the uh, Enigma Turing mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I'm going to be reading that just kind of like as a, a backup. I know I'm not presenting material oh. myself, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn more about it. So maybe I can contribute well, to, a, to the conversation. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Nice one. Nice one. It is cool, though, isn't it, that all the people that you might uncover here in your research or are uncovering in your research who have fed into that image of Bond that Fleming created, just kind of like, I guess, Terrence Young was responsible for shaping the cinematic Bond through Connery, you know? Right. Yeah, yes. it'll, it'll, it'll be quite cool. It'll be quite cool to see what you turn up there. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And we'll, we'll be back in a, about a, what, three or four weeks' time with that one. But, guys, today is all about The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, I'm looking forward to this. As as I've said, it's an enthusiastic film that I saw when I was younger. I know it's a fan favorite. I think it's probably, um, if you had to pull Bond fans, I think they would say this is this is Moore's, you know, finest. Um, and while it's not necessarily my favorite Roger Moore film, I do feel as though this was the one that really helped him. I say him, but maybe his legacy shake off the ghost of Connery. You know, like by the mm-hmm. by the time this movie came out, Roger Moore owned the role of James Bond. There was probably no one calling for the return of Connery anymore. Bond had firmly become a Roger Moore uh, commodity. I don't know. Well, I think we were talking. Uh, no, I agree with yeah. you. I think the 70s was was very much Roger Moore's. I mean, it was Roger Moore's decade for Bond. I know that obviously 71 was Diamonds and it was Connery, but really you could say that Roger Moore was the 70s Bond and how he really took it over. And made it its uh, its own thing. Yeah, it adapted well, and I think into the cultural, social explorations that were going on during the time in the seventies. Because in the early seventies, you had the beginning of like the new Amer- of the new American Hollywood, uh, or the new Hollywood, I suppose. You know, with people like Coppola and yeah. uh, Midnight Cowboy and all that. Midnight Cowboy. Oh man, that movie uh, is so good. Even Bonnie oh, and Clyde from '67 and onwards, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you have a there's a whole new development of filmmaking going on, and in and so what happened is I think with commercial films like non new Hollywood productions such as, you know, the James Bond series, stuff that was just relegated to box office, uh, flotsam, jetsam, you know, they didn't take that stuff seriously anymore. And the Vietnam War was going on and everyone was, you know, depressed about that and all this, all the other stuff going on in the world. Look at England at the time too in the 70s. The Troubles was going on in Ireland. They had issues going on in other parts of the world in their empire as well, their receding empire. Mm -hmm. So, 
to me, The Spy Who Loved Me was, I think, was just great escapism for the time. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show because it came out the exact same a year as the as Star Wars did. So mm-hmm. everyone was in the mood for escapism. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to take anything seriously. They wanted black and white, cookie cutter, good and evil. And that's kind of what The Spy Who Loved Me, I think, gave for audiences. And I think, as you mentioned, shaking off the ghost of Connery is very important for Roger. Because mm-hmm. if you look at Live and Let Die and The Man with the Golden Gun, Roger has some great Roger moments in those films, of course, but they also have a dosage of Connery in there. Like, if you watch Man with the Golden Gun in particular, uh, or even Live and Let Die, there's aspects of the Connery bond in there where he's a bit too cruel, or there's an idea of, you know, like, where he's, you know, threatening to break a woman's arm, Mm -hmm. and that's just not Roger Moore's style. Mm -hmm. And this is the same guy that we know who did not like the idea of killing uh, Locke in For Your Eyes Only. He didn't like mm-hmm. the idea of killing him in cold blood, kicking his car off the cliff. So we know that, um, you know, this is more to Roger Moore's... Wheelhouse. Uh, this, I guess this... Wheelhouse. Th- thank you, yeah. This mm-hmm. this fits Roger Moore's wheelhouse. Uh, this, fits his, this fits the way that he wants to portray Bond. Right. Well, guys, why don't we just... Um why don't we just give our, our listeners an opportunity to synchronize their lions with us? We'll come back mm. after this and do a three, two, one countdown. So once again, everybody, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Um, at the end of the day, whether you like our commentary or not, you're going to like the movie. So <laughs> you like the movie. <laughs> you like the yeah. movie. So have a good time, everybody, and uh, we'll get you now in just a moment. Okay, we ready, guys? Yep. Uh, just okay. A here. Okay. Here we go. Lions ready in three, two, one. Ah, oh, Stephen the Lion. At least I was told it was Stephen the Lion, the MGM Lion. I remember mentioning this before when we did the um, Tomorrow Never Dies that uh, I took a bus tour of Phoenix Park in in. Um, Dublin, and they insisted that the lion, the MGM lion, came from uh, came from the park. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be funny if they misled you and were lying about the lion. <laughs> lion. Lion. Look at those. Lion. Look at those hems. Look at the hems on his trousers. <laughs> just, yep. They're like eight Lucky inches. Garage. They must be eight inches. I always thought that was an eagle eye before that. Oh, it's just like a, a gun barrel that was drawn or sketched mm. on or something. Mm. Plunging the audience into reality here at the beginning with showing the nuclear submarine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It looks very calm. Like, that's not, I mean, when you <laughs> think of submarine movies. Too. Yeah, I mean, you always think they're like, it's a lot darker. That it's just they're walking. Like, it's almost like the, uh, zero gravity or something. They're walking very also, slowly. It, when you see the, the, the sailor, like, yawning, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is different. And then there's like a cafeteria. You're like, man, this is not the sub I was, this is not the sub you're looking for. <laughs> Actually, this not is the one, not the one you had a tour of. You're like, this is this is what I signed up for. <laughs> You're like, this is that a looks, lot less dangerous than I thought. <laughs> that chest set, I got you get that at Walmart for like twenty dollars. It's like the plastic pieces. Is that so? That exact yeah. one. Oh my. It looks like it exactly, like the ones you get like fold up really quickly that you have like in your classroom. Cool. Oh boy, here we go. Makes sense for a submarine. One of the the uh, sailors there was, I believe, is Jeremy Bullock, uh, who was uh, Boba Fett in um, Star oh, Wars. That's right. I remember you mentioning And that. he's also yeah. Smithers in later Bond films. Mm-hmm. He was Q's mm-hmm. assistant. 
Jeff, where were you? Was it Cleveland where you were and you took a, a submarine tour? Ah, uh, yes, that's correct. I was. Yeah, I was I in. Uh, it was uh, in uh, Cleveland. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a model, but it doesn't look too much like a model. So it no, pulled, the, the it miniature work is quite well. good. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Meddings. That's right. He's the master. That's a great oh, little so transition. Good. Yeah. I love this bit. Mm-hmm. I love submarine movies in general. They're always interesting to me. And, and, and uh, Oh, there's Sir Hilary Bray, George Baker. Mm-hmm. Also that's Tiberius. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Tiberius for my Claudius. Yep. Yep. Quite a different role here for him. This is a Ken Adam Designs set, you can tell. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Look at, yeah. look, look at the space, the space there. Mm-hmm. That's not... <laughs> Such a grim background for the Russians. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A single chair What's in the that? back. <laughs> is that yeah. for Rubovich to sit down so that she can take notes? I'm supposed. It, like, well, I was going to say, like, why it would be so hard to get here or anything? You're like, so is that where the stenographer sits? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is she called Rubovich that, because that's, that's his, the Russian translation of money penny because of rubles? Yeah, like, that's exactly. Yes, <laughs> I think you got it. Yeah, I think you've got it. I do I like, like this little the bait set and switch in this here. room, though. I feel like this is like from mm-hmm. that uh, meatloaf video. That's what I was picturing. Like with <laughs> the he was considered to be a Bond. That this actor, I forget. The, I forget. Oh the man, name. yeah, yeah. It's like, did Bond get some work done? <laughs> it's like it's like Sean Connery and George Lazenby's love. Show. Yes, that's a, exactly what I was thinking. Can you scratch my bock? <laughs> <laughs> I like this, though. I, I really like the beginning of this film. Um, the, you know, we, we think that that's triple X, right? Until she reaches over and responds to it. It's just a nice little play on, you know, the gender stereotyping and sort of what you're expecting. Yeah, I think exactly. it's really quite a, yeah, it's, it's quite a well done scene. Mm-hmm. I think they should have called her Agent 30, just like, and then and just kind of made it a subtle joke as opposed to just going straight out triple X. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I think they also were trying to make the guy look like Bond because he had a whole bunch of chest hair. <laughs> Quite a bit of a rug, a bit of a rug. Yeah. This is when Bernard Lee was starting to, I think he was starting yeah. to decline a little bit too. He was a wee I bit, wonder if they, put, if they put the ladder there to indicate that M is still moving around and doing stuff, you know, subconsciously. <laughs> I was oh. wondering, what's the last book he picked off that shelf? What do you think All he went up to that, that shelf like, to get? That's a legit library because he has the ladder. Remember that talk? That's Remember? right. Yeah. I would say I would I say Nelson's Chronicles or something yeah, like that for sure. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's Roger in his comfort area right here. <laughs> you oh, don't say. It's, uh, Susie Vanner, the yep. the log cabin girl. It's a big figure now of Northern Soul. Yeah, she's a big figure in Northern Soul. Likes a likes her music recording. Does Susie? Not like my log cabin, but uh, still very no, cozy no. there, I can see. Double O Chapman just came back from a cabin, didn't you? I did. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very nice. Oh, the ticker tape. Do you notice something I've discovered, Dymo guys? Tape. Those, those haircuts are coming back. I notice a lot of girls are starting to wear the, yeah. that hair again. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, but, I saw that but, too. The Camilla Parker Bowles look, kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. Long. I mean, I'm referring yeah. to like her younger self. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like when you watch The Crown and how they portray her, how her hair is done and whatnot, it's similar. 
Right now, this is a great Marvin Hamlish cue coming up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've always felt with the score to this film, that's a happy skier, by the way. I've um, And very green screeny. Uh, yeah, but I've always felt like the score is more a collection of set pieces, isn't it, than any anything really mm -hmm. spotted. Like all sort of concert yeah. pieces that you could just play off. You, exactly, yeah. They're, and that's, it, that's very not inserted. putting it down. It's just a, just a different, mm. yeah, very inserted, Josh. That's right. Just I think it's funny that he's got a revolver it. with a silencer. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you don't normally see that, but it's, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I think a, re a revolver would actually be a little easier to use because you could actually, it's easier to ski with. You could still have like one ski pole, even though he doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They were covering some of these shots again in uh, The World Is Not Enough, if I recall, when they're skiing in the uh, Caucasus. Is that right? Yeah. Well, they filmed that, like, I believe uh, this is the same area they filmed it, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Well, they, they because filmed... Because th this part here isn't the part in Canada. This isn't the no, jump. This no. is before... Oh, this okay, is someplace yeah. else. But they filmed the the, uh, mm. the World Is Not Enough stuff in uh, France. France. Southern, uh, yeah. like oh, in, he on, definitely doesn't on, have in, a silencer. In the French oh. Alps, right? Did he yeah. shoot him with a flare? That's what I feel. Yeah, he he did. Uh, well, like, like, what is he, like, like a, a stormtrooper? Like a tracer. Like, why was there, mm -hmm. or is this like Power Rangers where everyone, when they get hit, there's sparks flying? What's happening? Yeah. That was a blaster bolt, man. That's what that was. Yeah, it was a, yeah. This is pretty fantastic. This is amazing. Uh, it's, it's still there, guys. It's still up there, isn't it, with the top Bond stunts? I mean, the top stunts of cinema, really. This is just fantastic. It was Rick Sylvester that did that jump. Am I right, Josh, in saying that? Rick Sylvester, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. R.A.P. skis. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who's the guy that has to go find the skis? <laughs> I don't think no, anybody... This was off that mountain in, uh, in Canada. Mount Asgard. I was like, what, what if the ski... Man, oh my God. I can't see how close it was, but what if the ski like punctured the... The, um, uh, shoot, I was going to yeah. say umbrella, yeah. but the, the shoot, shoot, yeah. Oh boy, such a lovely transition. It's so amazing. Love the titles. Love the titles. Of this oh film. yeah. Oh, look, she, oh and she cradles it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's it, Jeff. I love the cradling hands, you know. And then the sort of trampolining figures that <laughs> kind of under undercut the whole uh, a little the seriousness yeah. of the stunt. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, the spy I like that visual. Mm. Mm. I know that um, what's uh, what's our friend's name? The um, Thunderball Man, Kevin McClory. He threw a lawsuit at uh, the producers for uh, I think in one of the original treatments uh, wasn't Blofeld involved, and they had a little court thing they had That's to right. settle during this. Yeah, Kurt Jurgens would have been going to come out with the movie called The Spy Who Sued Me. Is that what it was? <laughs> well, <laughs> they could have. Now, this was Chris's choice, wasn't it, for um, uh, the Rolling Stones cover of Bond Song? Wasn't, wasn't uh, this his? Right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Willie Bogner, I just remembered, because he filmed that stunt sequence at the beginning, just like he filmed Under Magic's Secret Service That's right, with yeah. the skis, yeah. yeah, with the ski chase. I'd be very interested to hear the Stones cover this. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it couldn't be done, but I, I uh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Ski jump performed by Rick Sylvester. John Glenn up there in, uh, doing the, mm -hmm. the, the the dirty work. Derek Meddings, of course. Yeah, that's right. It was second unit that captured that, wasn't it? And they got Renoir for like director of photography. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And John Glenn editing, of course. 
it's great to think of these films, you know, where Glenn's cutting his teeth, um, though he had, you know, been given the helm on projects before this. It's nice to see that this was going somewhere really good for him, you know, because we've got the 80s to thank. I was just thinking how like all of the Russian, the Soviet Russian imagery in this Mm -hmm. And this is romanticized. <laughs> it's almost like a golden eyes music video is a great companion to this in a way. Yeah, yeah almost because yeah. it shows the like all the broken statues of like the post Soviet world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't remember Bond. That. I don't remember Bond pushing over a, a, a kind of a row of Russian <laughs> soldiers in that one though, and they all just falling down. But there's certainly women spinning on guns. like babushka dolls. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Lewis Gilbert coming for a second round uh, at Bond. There's a lot of phones on his desk. So is that like a Google's plaque a busy in man. the corner? Like, what is that under the thing? Like, is this like a, is this some kind of place where he goes looks, to like... I don't think it's a plaque. I think it's like a wire like a f- hookup. For, mm-hmm. Like, it's like an electrical oh. hookup, maybe. Just for quiet contemplation. This is where Barbara I looks pretty good in that, in that uniform, though, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. She's a striking figure. Mm-hmm. And Gogol, too. Although, I don't know. I, I do like the set here. But no, from, yeah, yeah, what I've, from what I've seen of Gogol, you know... Uh, there's always maybe, a chair in a corner. There's always a chair in every corner. This, every this, corner is, his first, this is Walter Gotell's first yeah, appearance no. as Gogol, too. And mm-hmm. I, I don't... I, I, get the, I think that's probably the disconnect with me. Like, from what I know of Gogol in the future in the other films, I always find it tough to think of this as his office because he doesn't seem yeah. that cold, you know, he doesn't seem quite that. Yeah, he no. seems more of like a, like a, like he's not a hardliner, you know, like he, well, he doesn't become a hardliner mm-hmm. in, in the end, right? He was more of like a Gorbachev era guy. Whereas yeah. this guy feels like he's like under Beria or, or like, you know, if you feel, he feels more Stalinist in my opinion here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not the modern kind of Soviet union of the eighties, you know? No. Barbara's scene is actually, Barbara's uh, actually really good in this sequence. I have to say, mm-hmm. yeah, I've grown I've grown to appreciate her a little bit more than I did. I think when I was uh, I don't know a bit more purist about my my Bond takes. You know, I, I think that she yeah. actually plays the role pretty well. That's a cool shot. I like this. I like yeah. I like that a lot yeah. too. It's nice to see behind the cockpit. Good old. Yeah. And it, there's a consistency there with that too, Jeff, because, you know, we had a similar sort of shot in the submarine as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Q's got a, uh, a very interesting suit going on there. Yeah, it's a uh, tweet, yeah. yeah. Certainly contrast. George Baker again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't dress him up. Well, I guess they want to separate him, don't they? They want him to be different. I thought he would have a dark, but yeah, they wanted to separate because he's like, look, he's just, he's not of this type. He's mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he's in the, he does the gadget, so he, he's a different type of person. So they need to show that. <laughs> he's not allowed a blue you know? suit. He's not, a, yeah, <laughs> he's not a blue suit. He's not like a, an operative. He's a, he's a tech. Uh-huh. So <laughs> see, see by this time in the series, guys, did Q, I mean, had he kind of owned that three piece suit? I mean, He's had one on before. I but think he had that kind of becomes his own, it. doesn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of like a costume all, all, for him by now. Yeah, I, I like so. the idea that all, all that work, you know, to hide that computer console yeah. just to show the screen yeah. with the red lines. Man, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Tax dollars at work. Yeah. 
Also, Robert Brown in his first Bond role. That's prior right. Prior to yeah. being M years later. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's better. Uh, Jeffrey Keen there. I, I always like Jeffrey Keen as a minister. Of Jeffrey Keen is, gr- is great, yeah. He kind of becomes like, takes over Bernard Lee's role a little bit when, Bern, when, when Bernard's coming to his end. Jeff, what can you tell us about those um, medals or the strip on the um, Blazers? I, I feel like Bond would have more of them no. <laughs> than he just has those two there. I think I remember talking about this uh, in the. You did. I, I just don't. I just don't have the info in front of me now. But it's yeah, one I of know. them. I think it's General Service medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think you went through service. it when we reviewed one, the. Yeah, I did. I did. Show. I know I did. I just I can't remember now. But he's got Naval General Service. But like I was saying, he should technically have more than that. I think he would also probably have like. Um, one of the, the, the Queen, um, mm-hmm. one of the Queen's medals. Actually, this would be the year, the 77, that would be. But wouldn't the, a spy, like, uh, probably, like, what's the word, be a little more subtle about what ranks they have? Like, they might just kind of be showing Bond as just like a ranker in, in, yeah, in, I mean, in the military. Well, that's what I was also in, in the Navy. Like, I there say. are some times mm-hmm. when they just they can't even have their medals on. And so he, and I guarantee you, Bond would have medals that he could not show. Yes. Um, Oh, here we go. We're now in uh, in 15th century Italy right now. <laughs> this was Josh. Yeah. This was your choice for uh, dining room, wasn't it? In our Bond designs, it's amazing. Oh, it's uh, there's very Caroline Medici. Monroe. Very Medici. Oh, yeah. More, more like almost more like Borgia, more so than anything. Just, is he going to eat Just, all of that himself? Like, look, there's like 12 lobsters served up. Look at all that, all that fruit. It's probably waxed, waxed fruit. Nah, Stromberg doesn't put out. He doesn't put out, like, wax fruit, does he? It's all real. But I, I think it's also just to show the opulence, right? It's yeah, like, of course. I'm going to have, the I'm gonna have a 19-course dinner <laughs> uh, to myself. <laughs> it's all lobster. Yeah, it's, it's all, all lobster. lobster. It's all seafood, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Just also because seafood is so expensive, and it's only good for a short period of time, it's like... It just shows yeah. again, sort of the opulence, and just sort of That's like, true. Uh, look yeah. how look how rich I am. I'm gonna have maybe three of uh, three of these items uh, touch the corner of my mouth with my three hundred dollar uh, napkin and yeah. throw it away. You can and tell do it all again just tomorrow. by looking, just by looking at these guys that they're not long for the world. They just have the faces that are gonna be blown up in in a helicopter. In a oh place. yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they're so pleased with themselves when they when they get out there too. That woman looks like she was drawn from like a comic book and brought to life. I agree. This is, I remember this being so cool when I was a kid. Oh, and yeah. just, this was real terror, you know? The idea of the floor oh, dropping oh, out from this, India. This would, yeah. this is terrifying. Jaws has got a lot to answer for, doesn't it? Just two years previously. Of course, Thunderball started, I guess, 10 years before that with the Shark Tank. So you could argue it's a Bond thing, but bringing it back Mm. was certainly not a bad decision by the storytellers. Mm -hmm. Well, keep in mind, too, that this is a sort of a remake of You Only Live Twice. And this is probably just like, well, we use piranhas in You Only Live Twice. So, you know, we'll just go for a shark. And, you know, sharks are in right now. So (laughs) that's right. It's true. There. Oh, boy, that shark is going. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But that. That shark uh, is, is, is like should be me too. There is like what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you guys? Can I ask you guys? Uh, do you think there's there's maybe a bit too much 
art fresco stuff going on here like at what point it does gaudy, it become gaudy yeah a bit yeah. yes yeah, but that's strongberg to me I, I think he's a classless like he, i think he's just wants to rule his own world and doesn't care what people yeah, think i think it's just him. the opulence thing too i think he just he needs to have everything like it's like he's Look overcompensating well it's almost a no art kind of thing too like it, it's foreshadowing possibly to what he plans to do and have a mm-hmm. world beneath the sea so that's like his way to remember the world that was and what was great about it mm. i don't know just uh Blossomizing. Good old uh, Mozart here. Mm-hmm. These miniatures. Not water music, fantastic. though, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Handel's water music. <laughs> it's one of the piano concertos. I'm sure someone listening knows number 20 or 21. I remember the kid just seemed like, oh, I was just being it's totally awe of his sequence. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want that toy. <laughs> I still want that toy. That's right, yeah. Like the car wash windows. It, it reminds me of those those, uh, those, those spider art exhibits that they have all over the world. Like there's one by the National in Art Flint. Gallery in Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, that big spider thing. Yeah. In front. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think of when I see that. Ah, Sandor. And here he is. Sandor. Oh, yeah. Jaws. Now that's an entrance, literally. That, that is, yeah. Yeah, I read. I think yeah, it was before, in the before um, Moonraker destroys his character. Well, yeah. I mean, we can talk about that on a later date, I guess. I don't know that it's completely destroyed, but I understand your complaint. Um, I read somewhere, guys. It might have been the Tashin book with, with all the interviews of you know the production crew and whatnot. That um, when Richard Keel showed up in Egypt to start his filming, that he had lost a bunch of his clothing or some of his luggage and they had to get all sorts of bespoke clothes oh, for him no. because yeah obviously be you're a guy like that you know you're that big you got your own <laughs> everything style. is uh yeah because everything would be um it's uh, made specifically for him oh well, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so be, he definitely goes to the uh big and tall store big and tall sure. store <laughs> uh-huh. uh. ah that's a fantastic set look at that beauty but you know what oh, though guys josh thinking of what you were saying about the this op- makes me Jeff- think of the venture brothers yeah sorry <laughs> no, no, <I> was <laughs> yeah. gonna say or, John, or johnny quest there. yeah, yeah those guys those guys were pretty pleased with themselves man mm-hmm. why did he transfer it in the first place like he could have just told them that i know he was going to again he money is it had no. to be an accident right ah uh, good point yep good point I don't think – I personally, though, like, if this guy was crazy enough as he was, he would, like he, – he was going to do what he's going to do in about a couple of days anyways. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever. It makes no difference, right? But he's going to track it. You can it. blame it on two guys that are nerds, like suits, that don't know how to use a helicopter and did <laughs> something wrong. Well, I'm sure there was a pilot. Oh, did you guys hit the blue button? Well, that blows up the helicopter, so obviously it was <laughs> user error. Damn it. I never touch the blue button. Never touch the blue button. Here we're getting some Lawrence of Arabia moments. There you go. Not the last time either, is it? This film. Nope. Roger rides that camel Lawrence fairly well. He does. he does. He's uh, he's not looking uncomfortable there in the saddle. Could also be CGI. The, the CGI, the the uncomfortableness out of him. <laughs> Roger could have played T. E. Lawrence. Maybe um, so. Yeah. I mean, O'Toole is stuck in her heads, obviously. But you notice that console chair, Josh, just there in the entrance. I did. Oh. I did see that. Yeah. It's like, man, was that, I was I was looking was for that a like high back chair Anthony's. with a controller. Scipio, like, Mark that's Anthony's not the console Scipio or Kato's chair. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice chair, though. Yeah. Edward D'Souza. Yeah. 
He has a good, a good little scene here. I want to have more of his character, though. He was kind of interesting. I want to know his backstory, you know, how he got where he yeah. got to. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you could probably, he probably has something to do with T.E. Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. There's another chair in the background, Josh, with an eagle standard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This guy is like... Uh, wow. He's all into the... Um, Roman iconography. Roman iconography, yeah. Is it wrong that I just want one of those girls to go over and say, hey, what's shaking? <laughs> is that, is that, is that? It's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fekesh, Kalba mm. Big names to come mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the exchange here But the sentiment, I think even for for Bond Is a bit It's kind of borderline prostitution Yeah Well, it's not, not borderline It, makes me, it reminds me of the yeah. You only live twice like the bath scene almost like, Yeah, there's that Yeah, there's uh, In that this. sense of like It's just like there's an awkwardness to it Establishing Egypt. Even even though you know this movie does have over the top moments, it's still establishing mood and presence, yeah. and and you know, mm-hmm. make it. I mean, it is kind of cliche nowadays to use you know the morning prayer as like to establish you know yeah. we're in a Muslim but city. To be right honest, now, yeah, like I mean, yeah, but I don't have a problem. I I still don't have a problem when you do like an establishing shot of mm-hmm. somewhere that is uh, exotic that is in the Middle East or North Africa or wherever it is that it's a it's a you know it's a Muslim or uh, look a at city. this apartment though it's yeah, just amazing it, yeah it's beautiful. Yeah, this is well filmed. This sequence here, mm-hmm. I remember this. Yeah, it is. It, I really like the. I really like that. I mean, how can you not look at that? That's mm. amazing. I uh, now that oh, was yeah. the actual home of someone, wasn't it? I remember you talking about that one, Josh. This home was. It's um, really cool. Oh yes, it was some wealthy uh, person, obviously, but they were allowed yeah. to use the, the set. I forget mm-hmm. who it is, who yeah. it was now, but I'm trying not. Well, I'm not confusing that with like the house in Tangier that Whitaker had in the Living Daylights, because I think that belonged to someone oh. as well, didn't it? Mm-hmm. That's one with all the like. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about w- Whitaker's villa itself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually owned by like some American millionaire or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, or was it a British mm-hmm. guy? I can't remember. Now this woman, I mean, I, I, is she is she like an Arabic actress or is she European? I'm trying to, because she looks like she could kind of fall into either. Mm. I'm not trying to be, you know. No, no I mean, she, well, I mean, she, yeah. I was like, I always look up IMDb and see well, like her, who she is. That would yeah. probably be, yeah. Anika Pavel, I believe her name is. Annika mm, Pavel. French, maybe Anika, French, French Algerian or something. Uh, or? Well, I was thinking it might be something like that. Yeah. I like Roger's suit here. It has a very like I'm 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 James Bond in it, in. It's a very late seventy suit because of that color scheme. But it works good with the setting where where he's in 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 Egypt. I think it fits the. Oh, it's the it fit. He it walks, if he walks yeah. outside and you can't find him, it's going to be the same color as a sand dune. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I don't. I don't think it's a suit, guys. I think it's. Uh, I think he's got trousers. It's oh, it's just a jacket because uh, he's got like cream colored. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right because he's got cream colored, like almost bell bottom pants, like dress bottom bell bottom pants. I'm wrong, by the way, guys. Uh, Annika Pavel played one of the. Or maybe, maybe she. I don't know. I can't quite tell. I can't tell. Somebody can fact check that for us. I think she played one of the women in the tent. With uh, okay. Hossein. I know, look, I like this scene. I know a lot of people have trouble with it. I know you guys laughed, oh, me, yes. out of, laughed uh, me out of town for this fight. We, this is this is one of my favorite fights. I, I got to say, I like it. Like I, I like it because it feels believable to me, to a point. Like, Well, it's believable in the sense of... If it was Roger, Roger was never known for being for the the best fighter in the Bond no, films. Like, no. no. I say Connery was, and Lazenby charisma were the best fights. It's Greg a bit Captain too, Kirk. Obviously. Yeah, it's a bit, it is. It's a bit. It's a little Captain Kirk, but that's okay. I like Captain Kirk. So. I'm enjoying this fight now more than I did when I watched it the last <laughs> the food in the no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Though. But you know, you would do it, wouldn't you? You would do it. If you saw the ass oh, yeah. bent over, you well, would do it. Yeah, you're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, physics here don't work. Like this doesn't <laughs> no. work at all. But no, you know, Roger Roger's has got like some basically four or five cats. Like like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like that guy's probably like two or a filet rope or, tied or to more. his back, and he's not. He's not a. The guy's not fat. Like he's like. But I mean, you know, Roger killed that guy. As the best part is, is he killed like him with a karate chop to mm-hmm. his own tie. He didn't even yeah. karate chop him. He karate chopped his own tie. That's the cool. This is spot. a great sequence. Yeah, this is a good sequence. Now, this this is something I do remember. Josh, I want to show to this show, man. From this your this re- your this reminds Cubby's me of corner. when they have the the light those light shows at the at Parliament in Ottawa, like in the summer, mm-hmm. where they 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 do they have a light you show and <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you I see there's Parliament a Hill? there because it's been a long yeah. time since I've been there, man. <laughs> it's a little different now. <laughs> yeah, so let's be the Pearson statue, of just kind of. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, they let it go. Yeah, I wonder will Trudeau get a statue? I don't know. I was going to say, Josh, that one of the things I do remember from your Cubby's Corner when we did this film is you mentioning that um, because of this light show, and there were so many people there that wanted to see it, the the crew couldn't actually access his site until like eleven o'clock right. or midnight, and so all of this stuff mm-hmm. was like really late at night. They were filming it. Wow, so that'd be that would really piss off a lot of people because of all the lights and stuff, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I like that bow tie. He's he's rocking that nice little match there with his coat. Fekesh is a well dressed man. Yeah, feels like he runs like some place that Humphrey Bogart would walk into, like in the Casbah. I don't know when I see a guy like that with that bow tie. I'm like, I feel like he's he does something with like f- physics, like he's a professor or something. That's yeah, right. true. Well, hey man, let me tell you, bow ties—they're oh, no, coming. No. Oh no, no, very popular they were back again, like yeah. about like f- say five, six, seven years ago. They, I mean, they were super in then. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're not in now. I mean, people can rock it, and it's all about they the sure person can. too, yeah. right? Like, totally. is that Matt yeah. Smith doing that? I wonder, as like as number ten. I don't <laughs> think so. Or, I think Jeff's right. No, I think he was it's number probably twelve before he was that. Twelve before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but man, yeah. bow ties were like uh, I want to say ten years ago and slightly less. Bow ties were huge again. Like everyone was just wearing bow ties. I, I can't. Jerry I Lewis can't wear a bow tie very well. When I think of the bow tie, yeah. it's just stuck in my head. 
regardless, true. this guy, uh, because of the time, the bow tie works too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a bit of Eugene you know Levy. with a bow tie. Him. Sorry to say that again? I just said he's got you know a bit of the, bit of Eugene Levy look to him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Earl Camembert. Well, this guy's up shit location. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he certainly you know. is. <laughs> yeah, he really is. All he's this, all this chat going on in the background. I am the Pharaoh. I am the Pharaoh. I love it. Ugh. Poor like, Richard Keel, mm. man. Those teeth. Those teeth. Is it like thirty seconds? He could he could only hold a shot for like thirty seconds before he started to gag that, because he couldn't swallow. Exactly. That's a That's nightmare. Right. So he's like That's holding his brutal. breath right now. He's doing really good. He's being a trooper. Like, oh yeah, in this, in this totally. sequence, holding on there. Well, I, I think he's well. That's it's nicely lit. This scene here, isn't it? Yeah, it looks, looks very, oh, yeah. looks very graphic novel comic book. Yeah, it's like, like, like you, you can yeah. basically see a panel. Yeah, and then you have here. those those horns. Yeah, this is pretty, uh, almost like a forties, like almost like a yeah. like universal noir, monsters. Like, like a, mm. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Well, this also would. No blood, apparently. <laughs> this guy was sanguinated prior to uh, meeting Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he ran he ran into the clone. He had an issue with low X-Files. blood pressure. Yeah, he lost it all. That's why it was low. Sorry. That was a really random reference, but... That's all good. Yeah, I missed it. I tell you what, though, for I a big man, he moves the, quick. The cl- <laughs> yeah. He timed, yes. that, he timed that light pretty well. Oh, here's mm. here's Triple uh, X going to come and do her bit. There's no CGI here, even though it is a green screen. Uh. <laughs> I keep waiting for Indiana Jones to pop it. I thought it was a PPK, but it, it that mm. once you know, almost like it was a Browning or a Call Forty Five. It's funny because you're saying he looks like um, Eugene Levy. I was thinking he looks like Jerry Rafferty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what oh, I was that thinking. too. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. No. It's a revelatory light. Mm-hmm. And that's the color scheme. That's what I wear when I'm change. in the desert. I wear like an office suit. It's funny because that suit, I don't know. I would see people, I could see people wearing that today, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of this fashion is. Uh, you know, I mean, well, the, the 70s, 70s fashion, were so much themselves, but they've never, yeah. they, you know, the colors and the, the flared, yeah. the flared uh, bottoms and things. Still, Did that shoe even kick that guy in the face? I like how she's just letting him do it. Like, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Take care of that. Well. That's fine. She's, she looks super impressed. Mm-hmm. Well, she's wondering, are you the guy that killed my skiing boyfriend? That's what she's wondering. Yeah. I really miss his chest hair. This is a fantastic set. You know, it's underrated as the Ken Adams sets go, oh, but this, this is just is magnificent. Look at that, yeah. that balcony oh. colors. And I mean, the I like production design lamp. in general is, is just, just so smart. I just really, that lamp, though, reminds me of like a flapper. Like I would see that in like F. Scott's yeah, Fitzgerald yeah, house. Yeah. And mm. he, I'm sure his wife would have knocked it over uh, oh, when she was yeah. drunk. Zelda. But, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just like in the, the sun also rises, or it's like I can see Hemingway walking through a place like this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned the sun also rises, but I'm just thinking of Hemingway. I guess that was what I meant to say. Well, that is the one that he he wrote uh, 
in Spain. So I'm nah. You're right. Yeah. yeah, there's not much we can connect up there, is there? No. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying, buddy. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks. It's a nicely framed. And he and he shot wasn't here. in the Moorish part of Spain either. So. Mm-hmm. So this is the second of three times, right? That uh, your old you only live twice gets filmed, <laughs> really. Because Moonraker's coming next, and that's basically the same idea, isn't that's it? That's right. Oh, yeah. That bartender reminded me of the guy from, was it Love Boat? You know, the guy, like, later on, yeah. like, he yeah. was in the commercials where it's like, this calls for a Bud yeah. Light. Like, remember when they oh, yeah. brought those back? Yeah. I think it was Love Boat. Watch I've was, never really seen was. the show, but... Hmm. Trying to think who she reminds me of. Like, there's a, like an actor or someone around nowadays that she reminds me. She of She kind of reminds me. Sometimes with her brow and just sort of like her face and the way she uh, she kind of reminds me of Michelle Pfeiffer a bit. Mm, I could see that a little bit. Yeah. Max Kelba, like this guy, he's stiff, eh? He is stiff. What's the directions for for those dancers? Just keep spinning and spinning around. <laughs> are they, Here's the rebel. Are they, are, they, are they dervishes? Is yeah, that why? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they're dirty. Yeah, yeah. That's a oh, good I'm, point. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, guy in, I'm actually serious. Like, I don't know. I know, yeah. I <laughs> no, think I you might think are, be though. spot on. That would explain it. He looks so awesome. unimpressed. Yeah, so what? Who cares who you he, are? He, he does. What's the story of those women behind him? Are they like his girls or... I just that think looks that's, like uh, Dionne Warwick behind Bond. It does, yeah. Yeah. Look at the poor man, doesn't even fit in the van. Are you making fun of my appearance? <laughs> that's what I was, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh man, I was looking at that too, yeah. It's the Bond that laughs at people. Let's laugh at him. You know, that's very dangerous what she's doing, giving him ice cubes. I mean, mm-hmm. we all know those um those uh those commercials about when you travel. Hepatitis A and B. Yeah, what is it? Or hepat- uh, Montezuma's Revenge. What, yeah. Well, uh, what's mm-hmm. the name of that that um, that medication where they're like, is it, it's not, nah, I can't remember now. I know what you're that talking about. microfilm, man. Yeah. It looks like a piece of chocolate or something. Oh, I thought it looked like, like a key fob for like your car, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. or like his, yeah, this is for my garage door opener. Maybe I just wanted <laughs> chocolate right now. That could be the reason. Yeah. <laughs> They've changed their position at least now. They're I love how he gets huge. up and says like, "Excuse me." I, I, yeah, I, like, I just love the. Go- yeah. He's like a prick in everything that he does. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't waste much time, does he? He didn't look behind him even. He's just going right no. in. There. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, that's I, a pretty I, understandable. Yeah, like he's just like, <laughs> yeah, that look in his face. Yeah. Are there enough cuts this here, guys, not... for this to be a montage? Kind of, yeah. It's a montage for sure. Yeah. Eisenstein would, would like this. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Hitchcock yeah. even. Hitchcock maybe, yeah. Well, I'm sure like it probably borrows from Hitchcock a little bit. I, I would, I'm sure there, there are some, some directors in the Bond series that probably, you know, emulate scenes from him. It's quite a sapphire ring she was wearing, by the way. Mm. I don't know if we're going to get a chance to look at that again in any upcoming scenes, but that was quite the ring on her finger. I don't imagine that was given to her. Ringo gave it to her. 
Ringo did, yeah. <laughs> Ringo, yeah. I saw Ringo out the other day on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He's 81 years old and looks like he's like 60. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Think about it. He's the same age as Charlie Watts. Now, obviously, I know Charlie Watts is past, but they don't look like the same age. <laughs> well, if you saw them side by side uh, in recent <laughs> Out of years, order. Uh, yeah. That's a good landing. I love his landing. He had like yeah, a superhero a landing with like yeah. a karate chop hand. Oh, yeah. yeah he was true. ready for it. Yep. He was ready for action. Yeah. With his kung yeah. fu grip. Yeah. There's a Geo Joe there. That outfit's not dis- too dissimilar to what uh, what our friend wore in the Living Daylights, is it? Mm. A, a little bit. Which one are you talking about, though? I'm talking about Necros as a milkman. Oh, Necros, yeah. Lactose? That's true, the milkman. I was also thinking of Living yeah. Daylights, of, of like the uh, the double agent who ran the the um, pipeline thing that, you know, where, where they put Kuskoff in and send mm-hmm. him across the border. Oh, yes. Peak light up Christmas tree. See the one-liners, guys, in this movie. How do you feel about them? Like, I think that I think there's a good. They, they don't make too much of it, do they? I mean, there's a lot of them, but see that one. Like he got cut off permanently. That, that's a good one. That's a good line. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a definitely yeah. Because he had a layer of gravity when he said it to me. It's quite a bit of rogering going on. Yeah, it was it was a cling film <laughs> layer of gravity. No, I like that one. That was a good one. I never understood this route that Jaws decided to take. Like, I know I've seen the film yeah. a lot, but I've never understood. Why is he going here? Like, why? His Google Maps was wrong. Uh, because the script says so? I mean, come on. Because <laughs> yeah. we need some nice shots of the yeah. deserts. Yeah. When did you fall in love with him? Well, uh, we were in a very, very <laughs> uncomfortable telephone repairman truck. Yeah. And we were going There's through like a the house desert, or a building there, and I so they're like in an urban. They're in a they're in a like a suburban area. Just yeah, that very this temple seems to be just oh, yeah. outside. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're yeah we're trying to look for the phone. Yeah, we don't have a lot of very good phone service around here. Oh, you mean like in the what two thousand three thousand year old temple? Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. Let me look into that. Jaws <laughs> likes his cat and mouse games. Because I think he doesn't want to kill people. Like he, I think he likes to kill people with his teeth. Like, he doesn't want to, like, shoot people or that's not his style, you know? I think because he basically, I think he needs to get his money's worth because I feel like he's probably still paying off that dental bill. So he He might as well kill people with the teeth that he paid for or someone paid for. Uh, If this is what he has now become, he might as well live into it. Nice this obelisk there, and I wonder where they filmed this. This is definitely this is not a set. Washington. No, no, no. This is, is Karnak. <laughs> this isn't Karnak. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's Karnak. Okay. If I recall, the like they had to dub in some of Roger Moore's lines after. Like I particularly know. Oh yeah. The, um, I remember you saying this. The one, the one where he says like, like Egyptian builders or something. You know, like after this all falls down in a few Egyptian minutes. Egyptian builders. Um, oh yeah. Sorry, giving a spoiler there, but whatever. Oh. I, I think they had to dub that in because there's like officials from the Egyptian government there, like basically right off screen everywhere during the filming here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Gilbert does some good, like, I, I find he's really good at doing these kind of sequences, like these Captain like House games. He, he does, is, John. Well. We all absolutely really appreciated right. this. Because uh... You Only Live Twice had a couple moments like this, too. Like, I still love the Kobe Doc sequence. Mm-hmm. And that was another uh, similar one. 
But there's so many different avenues you can take the camera, right? Like just move to the left and the right yeah. angle to the right. Tell your actors to do this. And it, it is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know what, what she thought. Of, uh, what, what, I, what, 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 what type of dress that she's wearing? Like what uh, fashion designer? Oh, I'm not sure. Something we Russian. could find out. I don't know. <laughs> That's precarious. I think this was one of the extra stages, like in the GoldenEye video game, was like the the temple or something. Or no, that was from Moonraker. I can't recall. But there was some place like in Egypt or there was some kind of like Egyptian ruins place. I don't I remember that. I mean, I believe you. I just don't remember. Ow. <laughs> I like how they both kind of... Roger's not sure at first. Like, okay, uh, I'm just going to back up and hope you don't mean me. <laughs> You can take over. Tag you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this moment here where like her accent slips back to American. Hmm. That's an interesting shot. Yeah, I don't see her doing that. I don't see a Soviet agent falling for that. But anyway, she. Well, also, just sort of like she's like staring up at his crotch. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I wasn't staring at the crotch, I have to say. No, she was. Oh. Don't. So. That was a Homer Simpson move on Jaws' part, that's mm. for sure. It was. <laughs> Jaws is T1000. Yeah. Egyptian builders. It's ridiculous. Oh, Roger. Oh, I get it. It was it's one of those key. If you think about it was it, one of those these, temp- well, yeah. these Egyptian buildings. That's why it was this funny. Freaking long. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I think that's why it was funny because it's like, uh, let's be honest. I think we all know Egyptian quote unquote builders were pretty good. And now, mm-hmm. now I, that little that little key thing Roger makes scene. a lot more sense here. It's so it's good. Magnetic. <laughs> he finds he it just really like, funny. I'm, yeah, they're they're Drink literally people. sardines. I like what Jaws is doing. Like I, I admire his commitment. Like he's not trying to bust through the Again, window to get them. He's, he's like, like, I'm going to rip this fan off. Yeah, part. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> kick you. <laughs> Can't play any other tunes. Oh, so good. Try reverse. That's backwards. That's backwards. I mean, if you're punching through sheet metal, you're going to have some cuts on your hands, eh? Well, in the real world, yes. <laughs> of course, in in the Bond world, this is uh, it's completely forgivable. This is good. This is good. Ooh, <laughs> I'll do it right there, buddy. Tell you what. Nice. Uh, you got to take it, Roger. You've been giving them all the time. You got to accept that yeah, one. Yeah. Bud. Yep. He 
must have a steel back as well, because you barely see him. Well, he did there, but well, you barely see him bend his steel leg. pins in an after. <laughs> Not a steel toe, evidently. <sighs> She's showing nothing yet, is she, in terms of chemistry towards him? Like there's no, there's nothing, no. yet. No. She, she's, you know, her it's lines Roger are fine, it, but it's all more, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like this bit. This, this nope. is a bit the too goofy. Use. Bit too goofy for me. Yes. Yeah. And it's I understand like that. You're, or something. You, know. you see, I love the them walking across. The desert. I don't mind this thing breaking down, but just those 25 seconds or whatever it is of them being silly and goofy and almost like, you know, carry-on film. That Well, that's that what I was going to say. It feels like it's a carry-on film with this music. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I don't enable cars. <laughs> uh, why would they even look? That's right, like, yeah. Look whatever. at the state, like, really, because, uh, yeah. She's going to be so sunburned. You're damn right she is. This reminds me of... Uh, and he doesn't even give her the coat. This <laughs> Q, uh, the Q Maurice Jarret. Uh huh. Yeah. This reminds me of like in Quantum of Solace when a Camille and Bond are walking into uh, the village yeah. after like, like, yeah. the plane yeah. crash. There's definitely some throwbacks there. There's a couple of Craig things I feel in this movie, and another one was with that um, was with that guy Gabor. Was that his name, Gabor? Yeah. I yeah. feel like he, he's I a bit he like, <laughs> he was a bit like Hinks, wasn't he? At least he was to yeah, me. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, no. What am I saying? He wasn't like Hinks. He's like Jaws. I find him a bit more Jaws. like Jaws. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just the way that they both kind of have. Hinks with That's right. Yeah. But no, no, that's what I mean. Hinks and Jaws. I didn't mean Gabor. I meant uh, the way that. The way that Jaws sometimes, you know, he's got that sort of affectation where he'll brush off the dust or he'll tighten up his tie. I think he went to Cubby and he, he asked to do those sorts of things to try to make Jaws a bit more believable as a human. And I feel like that kind of connects him to Hinks in a way because Hinks is still kind of worried about his impressions too, the way he looks and stuff. You know, I get that a little bit. Bond is checking cool. his Instagram circa 1977. He is, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> updating cool. his... He's updating his profile. Social media. His profile. Yeah. I don't like, I like, the, it was cool to use Marie Charret, but I think it was kind of unnecessary though, in my opinion. Yeah, that's just, it's just a bit spoofy. And yeah, I don't think Bond's films get any more spoofy than here. I know you could, you could mm -hmm. cite the double take pigeon and all that, but that still feels like a Bond thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, they're just borrowing feeling for that desert stuff. And, you know, all of this is great. I, I, you know, they've got their own thing going, but I just found it weird. Like, I find her idea of chemistry, or not, I don't know, maybe it's a direction, I don't know, but the idea of, like, her chemistry with Bond is like, when, oh, I'm ha I'm in a happy mood, so I'll, I'll be pleasant, yeah. and that's her yeah, idea yeah. of chemistry. That's, that's like, right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it feels like, or what it seems mm -hmm. like. She's not even really, like, seductive here. If anything, she's, like, a bit more, like... Nah. What's the word? She just overt, I, I suppose. Yeah. 
how much of this is direction and how much of this is the actor? Like, I'm wondering, does, is, is Gilbert saying, remember, you're a Russian agent. We need the Russians to be A, B, and yeah. C. So don't do that. There's that yeah. ring. There's that ring. That's a monster. Yeah, it actually looks like one of those ring pop ones that you get. Yeah. The ones you get. In the- <laughs> that's a wow. big one. That's a, yeah. I don't think you'd let anybody take advantage of you, Triple X. Oh, here we go. Because Rogers Bond doesn't smoke, right? He smokes cigars. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, he smokes cigars. Doesn't smoke cigarettes. Have we seen him smoking cigarettes? I don't think so. I can't recall. No. Cigar. Yeah. I bet you Roger wasn't a smoker, so. Well, he was. He was a big cigar smoker, big time. Cigar, yeah, yeah. but not like a. He wasn't like a. <laughs> this guy just looking at you. Here, have some, have something to drink. Come on, bye. I feel yeah. Cool. yeah. That happened to me tea. last week. I don't know. She didn't pilfer his funds, at least. That's, you know, that's going for her. Yeah. Yeah. Nice lady. Hmm. He doesn't seem to care that everyone's finding him quite funny right now, does he? I think he's funny. He does stick out like a sore thumb. Quite a uh, bit. Beautiful. Now, did he walk there as well? Yeah. <laughs> he must have. In those shoes? Walking all over man. Egypt. Like, I'd like to see the, uh, oh, like to see the Strava to be very link s- for him. <laughs> how many feet, how many kilometers he walked around Egypt. Oh, yeah, like his, uh, In the yeah, Bond universe. step counter. Egypt is only yeah, like a bunch of villages next to each <laughs> other. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. like four, four, there's like 12 pyramids and four villages and a boat. Mm-hmm. That's Egypt. And a boat. Yeah. And the Nile is like a little stream that runs <laughs> That's through right. it. Yeah. Connects to Lossy Mouth in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you lose your cat, it'll come back in a day because it only has to go like two blocks. It'll find its way back. <laughs> those lights are so ugly looking. I don't, I don't like those lights. They don't like these were, These were the first scenes that Roger filmed, weren't they? Him being briefed in uh, in Egypt, I think. I remember They need that to have too. studio uh, lighting for those. Lois Maxwell. Mm-hmm. I like he how threw he his coat instead of his hat. It is an interesting setup. I like how he brings his Lennon bust everywhere he goes. Yeah, I was going to say he's yeah. got a Lennon bust. <laughs> like, yeah. in case you didn't know, I need this to tell you I'm Russian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I don't see a chair in the corner. Oh. No, that's right. That's it's just, ju- just a fan. Anglo-Soviet cooperation. Yeah. We recently reviewed Colonel Sun, Josh, and you remember that book that was written in 68. Um, mm-hmm. So nearly a decade before this, but that book heralded the sort of same thing, didn't it? In a way, that the, the cooperation. The, 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 yeah. the, the detente. Mm-hmm. The detente, yeah. Cool. 
Oh yeah, this 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 is this is this this device. That's an ugly. It uses like coffee pot. Magnetic, I guess. Oh man, those are totally taped or glued to the train. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how the oh, fuck yeah. would it move down there that oh, quickly? Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no. I guess it was more about the tray than it was the uh-huh. coffee cup. So. <laughs> That's a weird way to assassinate someone. How, how elaborate <laughs> to set up that operation? What? <laughs> yeah, like in a peppermint, like peppermint. Oh, I like that. In though. a peppermint knob stool, yeah. I, I was yeah, but I also but I like the shisha the shisha gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hookah. Bond does spend a lot of time in this uh, dinner suit, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does, and the shirt's still yeah uh, white. Doesn't have yellow. I like that white dress yet. that uh, Barbara's wearing. Mm-hmm. It's very like fashionable, but it's fits the it fits the location too, like. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's um, it's professional too in a way. Oh, uh, what's the material? Well, I can't think of it right now. Uh, Cashmere? No, no, uh, that breathable. Oh man, um, I can't think. Polyester? Of it. Linen? No, linen. Wow, I yeah. can't think of that. Can I just say, guys, linen? Linen. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> linen. Viewers. Linen. This this is how uh, <laughs> Q earns his money, man. Like that's that's quite a zoom in he's got going there. Yeah. Like the whole thing doesn't work if Q doesn't find this. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's nice that Q kind of has a moment. Like or shit. well, Q has the moment, but Bond, but Bond sees it. Of course, he does. Just like that, just like that scene in Moonraker where he's like, "Oh well, yes, the uh, the nerve toxin comes from a plant in the upper ranges of the hippotivity." Oh yes, that's like, right. That's right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Of course, yeah, duh. <laughs> Come on. I like this, you know, that they didn't, they, like, Roger, like, his know-it-all bond fails in the scene <laughs> because Anya shows him up. She does, yeah, she does. She's like, it's in Sardinia. Well, that's a nice, nice little transition here. Is this the beginning of Charade? <laughs> you think so, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cue the drums. Mm-hmm. I really like what uh, Barbara Bach's wearing in this scene. She looks fantastic. It's just such a nice, simple outfit. And that's the type of clothing I think that ages really well. Whereas, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. I'm, it's a summer not, outfit, I feel. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this. This is one of my f- least favorite more suits by Angela Roma. I, I, oh, I yeah. don't like this one quite as much. The brown with brown. It's a, it's that late seventies brown suit. I don't necessarily have a problem with the brown suit, though. It is, yeah. You know, I, I know it's a lesser loved color, uh, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the collars on these um, these these high collars. Uh, yeah, on the I think of the shirt. Of yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's big. That that's like a file card. You know, like it's like a. <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna do presentations by cutting those things off afterwards. You know, you can write yeah, his notes down. Yeah, for on sure, them. man. Mm-hmm. One thing that's neat about this scene, though, and uh, I admit, I <clears throat> I was kind of doing a tally in my head of the different train scenes we had in the Bond films, and um, mm. when I got to this one, I was like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to have a little look into this." So I was looking into it, and something I got, guys. Um, a Parisian company that operated the Orient Express, a company at the time called Wagenlitz, 
it uh, supplied the fittings needed to build a replica of one of their train sleeper compartments for this scene. And so the fittings you're looking at were donated by the actual company that runs the, or that did at that huh. time, run the Orient oh, Express. It's just really cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I also enjoy what... Um, like that dress? Sorry? Oh, that dress, yeah. Well, I was going to no, 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 no. say... Yeah, I mean, of course, she's fantastic. She's a beautiful woman. But I meant, <laughs> I meant what she had on before. But yeah, I'm not, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I'm not complaining, gentlemen. I'll just... There it is. She's hanging it up. She's Obviously taking care of clothes. Yeah, that's freaky. Taking care of her clothes. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, How did that's he? Like, please open this cabinet soon. Please. <laughs> For some please reason, open I feel the cabinet like, soon. I feel like Frankenstein Elvis yeah. is trying to attack her right now. Yeah. It's funny, Jeff. Oh, because when she did open it, he had that look on his face like, fucking finally. You know? Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah that would... that's that's hurtful. That is that's hurtful. how Mickey Mouse got his voice. Yeah. <laughs> not Roger Moore. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> no, not Roger Moore. No, no. <laughs> we come a long way from Grant and. Uh, and I was going to say in, in the subway car. This is a little different. Yeah. I don't know why he subway bites cars. it. Why he has to bite, bite it. it. Why does he <laughs> have to bite it? <laughs> bite this it. cracker <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Yeah. He's like a shark. He eats anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they're trying to promote, but... Ooh. Ow. I'm, I'm pleased that this isn't scored, this scene. I think that's a good, good decision. Yeah. Uh, I agree with yeah. you. Clever move here, Roger. That was smart, because he wasn't just like... Because smashing over his head would do nothing. Yeah. Really. Yeah, good. He used the Palpatine Force lightning. That's there. worse than chewing on... Oh, that would be sugar glass, I guess, would it? That stuff he just crashed Yeah, down. I think so. Yeah. The scene is just basically a setup for them to sleep with each other, though. That's basically the whole point of this whole sequence. Not quite. Like, I, I like that. Although, like, you could be, it's true, though. I was thinking about it because she was already preparing anyways uh, for it. Well, so yeah. It was, inev- it was inevitable. So just uh, interrupt. <laughs> Quick interruption. <laughs> I'm hurt later. <laughs> well, now they have the cold air, so they got to keep warm with bodily warmth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like being out on the tundra in Siberia. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like yeah. well, the, the windows blowing. Yeah, you know. Now, here's my thing. Are they taking a train from Egypt to Sardinia? Like, because Sardinia is an island, so I'm just trying to figure out what's happening here. Shh, let them find that out on their own, Josh. That's right. They, <laughs> let them find their, that their out Their superiors know what, they're, what they've done. I forgot about the bridge that, the bridge between yeah. Egypt and Sardinia. And Sardinia, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. It's just, it's a toll bridge. It's a toll bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It took a toll on all the people that had to build it. Egyptian builders, right? Mm, And the economies that it collapsed of countries. Yeah. Sax him up. Hamlish is, yep, he's uh, using that saxophone right now. I remember I uh, went to university with a guy who was a saxophone player in the music department of Alan Allison, um, Matt Tooley. Great guy. We did the radio show together, Josh. You might remember that. Anyway. Right, right. Anyway, Matt used to hate 
the fact that the saxophone, like you couldn't get good orchestral repertoire for it. It was always just sort of, even though it was an orchestral instrument, it was oh, designed and it's I, just yeah. been cannibalized in the 20th century for sex, right. you know, like for sex. Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always so frustrated by that. Another great... Uh, oh, beautiful suit. Beautiful dress there. Barbara Bach. Yeah. Lovely. She looks fantastic in these scenes, man. She's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And that's better. I like that more, that, that solid white shirt. Ah, here oh, we go. Yes. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This is the one. PPW. So good. Such an awesome car. This was and remains one of my favorite vehicles. I, I like the one in For Your Eyes Only a little better. But this is, Jesus, it's tough to beat, boys. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. Look at the tires. They're big. Like, I, know, I love right? the tires. Mm. Like, they're big. Like, but I feel like they're smart because you're like, yeah, if you have to drive mm-hmm. in Egypt. Oh, this is I kind of agree with Donnie Egypt, right now. I'm, still, I'm, so. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to be shallow, but I'm just kind of agreeing with, with Donnie. She looks amazing. She does. Oh, she, of course she does. She looks fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but it's also a really smart color on her as well. Like, that's a beautiful... Yep. Oh, the long-suffering cue. Right. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have his three-piece on there. It. He's dressed for the occasion. At great. Least. Yeah, he's dressed for the great beach, Great shot right. of, the, of, the, of the Sardinia countryside there. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this uh, hotel room coming up was in my uh, Bond Designs. Oh, I believe I chose right. this for one of the... One of my bedrooms. Yes. One of my guest rooms. Lovely open space there, eh? Just makes you want to travel nice. again. Man, I'm so desperate to get on a plane again and go somewhere, boys. I'm sure no. hmm. She come. was in uh, Never Say Never Again. She was, yeah. She was the Paula of, of that movie. Mm-hmm. But we all know there's only one Paula. Mm-hmm. Only one Martine Bezik. That is right. true. Very odd dress. Mm. Mm. But you know what? There's probably, I mean, I'm guessing at this, but there's probably some uh, some sort of trend within the service industry of uh, Italian islands or something, you know, that called for that sort of froofy probably. neckline oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> well, that's a great suit, a great getup from Raj there. Yeah, that's the just a great blazer. The... Yeah, that's a great blazer. I'm going. Yeah, yep. You totally got me into into the suits now, man. It's it's uh, that that what was the word that um, sartorial osmosis of the sartorial knowledge has passed mm-hmm. over to me now, and and interest. Well, I've I've got nothing on the uh, the suits of Bond guys and Matt Spacer and his uh, Bond blog but i've certainly learned a lot from it and if uh, you're listening to us prattle our way through this blether um check out their work on uh, taylor's with love from taylor's with love it's uh, do way more for your sartorial interests than any of us oh that line such a handsome mm-hmm. craft such mm-hmm. lovely lines yeah you're a big fan of naomi aren't you josh i know a lot of people are oh, she's 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 cool i think she's she's underused in the movie she seems interesting mm-hmm Ah, uh, great cue from the score. Really nice. It's funny, you know, you talk about the Roma suits, and I don't imagine that that collar's any less in height 
and thickness than the one in the brown suit on the train, but it just looks a bit. Maybe it's it just aligned. looks. It just looks yeah. a bit better, doesn't it? it? Looks a little less, mm-hmm. um, less proud. Even this small set by Ken Adam is just kind mm-hmm. of a foreshadowing of what's to come. Hey, yeah. uh, like just like this docking station. These guys in, remind at, me of the Thunderbirds, at, uh, Atlantis. It's like Thunderbirds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely Strongberg definitely bought from the same like. Uh, mercenary army uh, like discount store that uh, Blofeld <laughs> did, that's for sure. Yep. You notice the webbed hands there, guys? As he yeah, had his hand on the closed-circuit TV, yeah. He's got webbed oh, hands, remember? Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. Which is kind of odd, but whatever. Yep, slightly. Setting up the elevator already for a second time, you have to... I don't know how comfortable then- those chairs look. Are. Yeah, yeah, no, right. Well, they I have like the, they have. Know. It looks like you got like the seat for it, but then your legs are kind of like on Raised, the plastic yeah. part of it. So, but I just like yeah. when you see those. It doesn't look like it actually reclines. Like it's like stuck there, like a, like a Muskoka <laughs> chair or something. Muskoka chairs are they like Anirondack chairs? Is that the same thing? Well, that's what I call. Yeah, yeah sorry, that's yeah. what I, I call. No, no, it's it's fine. Yes, Muskoka that's, chairs. That's, that's, that's the Canadian term. The Canadian term. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. That's a good set of jammies he's wearing there. Hey, guys, I like them shimmering reds. Yeah. That's good. He's co- he's comfortable in his uh, world. He doesn't shake hands, Bond. You weren't listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about the storyline so far up to this point in the in the film, guys? I mean, I mean it, it's been pretty tic-tac-toe, hasn't it? Yeah. Very much so. No. There's nothing's been out of shape or twisted or, I mean, we're suspending no. our disbelief in particular scenes, but not with, I mean, the story is following a trajectory that I think any audience could probably follow, huh? Yeah. And I reckon. Not convoluted at all. And that's another thing that makes it quite a good entry, kind of a, an entry level bond, isn't it? For the younger viewers too. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah because at least this bond's like pretty linear to follow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. As, and so. I mean, I could see it being a good sort of gateway to people that are trying to get into Bond at this time, or even now. I mean, even you know, now, depending I think on who who knows who like people people start with. There's so many Bonds to choose from. Someone just maybe does like a, a similar task with a roulette wheel and just finds a Bond, <laughs> finds the number and and watches it. But this, I think you're right that this would probably be a good sort of introduction. Mm. Well, uh, I think about on. that often yes. now because I got kids, Jeff, and mm-hmm. I reckon, you know, when it comes time in a couple of years for me to show, wouldn't be to a sit down and, and show, and no, I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be Roger, but I think it'll be one of these. Well, of course it would be. It's you. You're biased. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't want to show a 10 year old Connery no, beating I, I, I'm, pussy galore. No, you know I what I mean? No, <laughs> I am joking, but I, but I agree with you. No, no, I agree with you. James Bond Jr. Mm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I'm going there. That was a short meeting. That was like his. That was. He's very busy trying to. I noticed in this sequence though world, that under, um, water world thing. Unlike other Roger Moore interactions with Bond villains, he doesn't like provoke too much. You know what I mean? He's very. No. He's a lot more subtle. Yeah, he goes in yeah. and shows off, point. and that's it. I mean, he I goes, Brosnan is I mean, terrible for provoking the villain. It's basically like, yeah, yeah let's just get the story started right away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Roger Moore kind of pissed him off with like one-liners. like, hey, that's enough. 
but he doesn't really egg them on. He just kind of, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Brosnan goes for the guy's wife, for God's sake. Yeah, he's not subtle. Well, he felt entitled, I guess. It was, you know, she was with him before. Hmm. little tete-a-tete between Naomi and yeah, a little uh, bit. Anya there. Mm-hmm. He's almost hitting his head off that platform. I know. Balustrade. Yeah. I, I, I believe l- he's, I like throwing, he's, he's, just, he's just throwing food at like at, at Jaws' head and bouncing him off it. He's not. He's <laughs> I'm going to throw this at you and you're going to like it because I pay you for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It actually looks uh, pretty comfortable. At the same time, I just – I don't see – how comfortable that bench would be because I feel mm. like the back is too low. That's yeah. my thing. I feel when you see those benches with really small, like Oof. lower back, like, it's not actually comfortable. Like you, that Tyrrhenian sea there, eh? Beautiful. Yep. That's a cool car. Oh, yeah. That guy wouldn't stick out in that town. <laughs> Not at all. Riding sidecar. Motorcycle with a sidecar? Yeah. <laughs> well, both of these guys, they would definitely blend in with the locals. I mean, crap. So, some towns in Sardinia don't even have power. Like They're still living like it's like the turn of like the 20, like turning into the 20th century. Not these guys. So, as urbanized as Sicily. Oh, sorry. Uh, I no, yeah. I, I meant I was thinking Sicily, not Sardinia. Yeah, Sicily is way more ur- 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 urbanized, man. Way more urbanized. But there are smaller, like out, like little, like little towns. Absolutely, like in the hills and stuff. But you've been a, you've been to Sicily, Scott. You say it's pretty. Oh, like, it's lovely. I mean, yeah. it does have that old feel to it, but it's also very urbanized in its own way too, right? Yeah, I mean, you got big cities yeah. like Catania and like Syracuse, Syracuse is yeah. is, is mm. huge. But they're not they're not big cities like Rome's a big city, you know. No, yeah. or Florence oh, or Venice. This this cue isn't on the soundtrack, is it? That was um, cool. I don't think it is. No, not oh, on yeah, the original. All the one, anyway. feathers, <laughs> all the feathers, and he still can't fly. He, the driver. he just tarred and feathered himself. Oh, but with all those feathers, he couldn't fly. <laughs> oh. You're welcome. <laughs> have you seen this before? Line. I just have said that. Yeah, before? I have, but I forgot about that line. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. I literally had no idea he was going to What say kind that. of gun does he have there? It's like a revolver, but not uh, a revolver? A I don't know what he has. Stupid gun? I don't know. I think <laughs> it's, it's a the gun from Duck Hunt. Villain gun. No, i kidding. <laughs> it does kind of look like that. The one they give you. Oh, that's a broom handle. That's like the, yeah. The Duck Hunt gun? Now that's like a Magnum or something. Yeah, that one there. Yeah, that Smith would, and Wesson. Uh, it could be Smith and Wesson. Like it looks probably like a forty-four, yeah. or like yeah. Nice. There you go. They foreshadowed that because that that thing was in Q's workshop in uh, Cairo oh, that's or right. Egypt, mm-hmm. Egypt mm-hmm. what have you. Ooh, this poor guy. Never understood. Like, why don't they hit the brakes when the yes. silver lining here is that they couldn't see the drop? So that was, I guess, like a a nice yeah, way to so. end it. <laughs> Mamma mia. Poor guy. Oh, yeah. Sorry Hope about the insurance. house. 
He gives him a look here. Eh? He's like, hey, well, what are you... He probably built that house or his father or grandfather built that house or something, you know? Like, that's terrible. Oh, or great-grandfather. Where does this one situate, guys, in, in your in your list of uh, top pawn chases? Oh, definitely uh, in the top ten. It's pretty good. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite Bond chases like that I first saw, too, right? Yeah. I don't know. I still think the Living Daylight's uh, ice chase is, is a little bit better than this one, though. I don't know. It, I don't know. I like the camera work in this quite a bit. And I also no, like, good. I like the way it's I sequenced. love when Naomi's helicopter shows up there. But And you know what? Um, a wild Naomi helicopter appears. <laughs> but this is, this is, I mean... This is a product of the 70s because there's a lot of like, you know, car, like you know, a lot of car chases in the 70s. And yeah. it's kind of like Naomi likes sort the of pain. the renaissance She's of car chases. Right. And sort of when they got really, really popular, like around the same time, you have, you know, Smoking the Bandit, Cannonball mm-hmm. Run, all these movies. So, the, you know, and especially with this type of movie and Bond movies, they always know you're just going to be a car chase. But mm-hmm. um, the 70s did a really good job of. <laughs> Of car chases and filming car chases. They did. And uh, this is a very good example of that. Helps when you've got roads like that, too. You know, you can block off oh, and yeah. go for. Yep. Missed it by that much. I like this. This is good action. This is, like, it holds up mm-hmm. really well. It does, yep. Can you swim? It's good, good camera work. I like how she used the holy shit handlebars too. That was good. <laughs> yeah, and she's so surprised, but then she says, "Well, we've seen the uh, blueprint for yeah. this vehicle." Well, maybe she's like, "Oh, so this oh, is well, maybe she's like, it, oh, so this is the car." Or something. When it changed the, the 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 dashboard, there it reminded me of the DeLorean. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah the digital, like, oh my god, digital it's say numbers. November fifth, nineteen fifty-five. Naomi didn't know what hit her. Mm. Poor girl. I'd say she was just doing her job, but she was, yeah, she's really enjoying herself, isn't she? She's got a pretty big smirk on her face. She's kind of like also like sadistically flirting with him in a way, too. It's kind of funny. Uh, To be honest, when she gives him that look when they're driving, it reminded me of Christy Brinkley in like the National (laughs) (laughs) Chevy Chase. In uh, Vacation, yeah. That's what I thought of. Obviously, this predates that, but that's what I was thinking. I like the slats. They, they, they cre- it creates a really cool like it does, yeah. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also eliminates the amount of green screen that they need as well. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yep. But you're right. Yeah. There's this. There's this neat sort of noir esque office feel to That's this. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the music betrays that somewhat, but it is really a neat. A little bit. So many models. So many. Mm-hmm replicas made this was in the bahamas right they filmed these uh, miniatures so so that has to be the legs of atlantis right that's yeah. like the, yeah. the bottom of course yeah yeah because you couldn't see that before <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're lost where is it look for the giant spider lair that's sticking <laughs> out of the ocean where there's nothing else well remember it does uh it does retract Oh, right. Yes. All it needs is a bit of Mozart, and it's like one of those auto-cue things. It just drops down. There you go. What happens if it gets stuck? Does it, does it, does the, the water music skip? Does the record <laughs> skip and just keep going back? Like What happens? Now, see if I'm one of those guys. I'm thinking 
no, nah, you're not paying me enough to go after this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Stromberg, yeah, this is more than my. Yeah. Well, Largo had some mm-hmm. uh, had some stuff left over from Thunderball. Apparently, that's what I was going to say. It was like, a, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, There's an estate sale in the front there. Yeah, like an evil estate sale. That's what it was. <laughs> Ooh, some blood. It's like an eBay for these guys, right? Where they just go shop. Yeah. All this evil bay. <laughs> evil oh, bay. Evil bay. Yeah. yeah. Now here we go. Now I'm feeling a bit safer. Yeah, but if I'm that dude in that propeller thing, I want to be sitting at that yeah, table eating lobster later tonight. Because oh I yeah, he's gonna need some. Uh, he's Scallops. gonna need some A five three five. Oh yeah. Yeah, Strongberg. I'm sitting in your fucking Medici room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I want a nine course meal like you have. Like I, I could just see Stromberg watching. He's like, well, I could see why they gave me a deal on the rockets. Squid ink. I hope yeah. so. Otherwise, they're going to get in trouble with Greenpeace here. Mm. Oh, you know what that looks like? That looks like one of those like pucks you put like in a. Air hockey. Urinal. Toilet? Oh, I was gonna say. A urinal cake. That's better. Yours is better. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Urinal cake. (laughs) She stole the blueprint and yet she was amazed by it. Mm -hmm. Well. It's okay. She probably had her own Easter eggs too. Or she was probably like, oh, so this is this car. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was just an experimental model. This is great. I know it's... uh... It's passe now, but it's it's so good. Yeah, I love this. Whatever. Yeah, but if we're watching it as someone would, that's right. It, yeah, it's hilarious. It's right on. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Dad? What's that thing coming up? Remember the watching water? the very fir- oh, there is our recurring uh, the beginning of a recurring role there yeah. for uh, oh, yes that French guy. I think he's like an he's like an Italian or or French like. Cameraman or or something like or, or, or I believe. He <laughs> looks at the bottle. Wow, this stuff's good. Oh, poor puppy. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Have that, son. <laughs> it's a red snapper. Here, your, well, there's your you favorite go. hotel room, yeah. Scott. Yeah, that's it. Here it is. Well, not my favorite, but it's oh. one of my favorites. Nice. I really like this. Mm-hmm. Look at that sitting room there, mm-hmm. area. That sitting room. It's nice. But it's I like all the furnishings. It's, very, it's well. very beach. It's like very, yeah, it's very Mediterranean. That looks like that ribbon candy you get at Christmas. See, nowadays, yeah. you wouldn't get a message like that at the door. You just get a text. The old days were the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would tend to agree with you. She'll send a message. Your house is burning down, and you lost all of your finances. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, like, she gave me like the message. Patio I'd be okay out there, from what it looks like. Ah, they do. There's an yeah, like there's an outdoor seating area. Yeah. But I think that that room was actually made of a bar in the hotel. I don't think that was actually a guest oh, room. I think and they converted it into like a I think that's that what they did. Gotcha. They converted it into a space uh, they could I like create his, a room. I like his outfit. Mm-hmm. Is that, it looks good there. Is that a suit or is it like almost pajama? Like I can't tell. Is it I like think, a No, he's got jacket? a shirt on underneath it, doesn't he? Oh, I think it's okay. like a blouse on. I just, I just couldn't tell because it's black on black. I couldn't tell if it was like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Or is it a sweater? Maybe it's a sweater underneath. Yeah, it's just like a, uh, you, like a sweater. Who wears right? a sweater? He does. Uh, 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, but, like, where they are, like, do you really need a sweater right oh, now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. In Sardinia? <laughs> I, I, I I feel there's not much of a market for sweaters there. Mm. Oh, that's a good scene, though, between these guys. I like this bit. Probably their best scene. Mm-hmm. It's a black V-neck jumper, Jeff. I'm just consulting uh, Matt Spazier's mm-hmm. post on Bond suits, and it is a black V-neck jumper with the. Mm-hmm. That is like the worst thing you want to wear when you're on the beach. Mm-hmm. Their chemistry is not bad. To be fair, like I love, I think Roger Moore's best chemistry was with Maude Adams as a whole in the series. If if you ask me, uh. So really, he doesn't really have the great chemistry with his leading ladies, with that exception. Mm. Uh, even like with Melina, that was still kind of a, a, a father. Yeah, that was a, that was a different uh, or avuncular or something. Yeah. It was avuncular yeah. for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you know, maybe they just wanted to go, you know, swim in the ocean. You know, like uh, they, they were both nudists. You know, and they're just like, go swim in the ocean at the end. Mm. <laughs> Completely com- sex free. I I liked. I didn't mind the sex at the end of that movie because it felt to me it didn't feel cathartic. It was like okay, we got each no. other through this. If you want to yeah, enjoy well, this, that, let's just both exactly enjoy looking this. people. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, that's a bit of green screen there. Bond is doing his little hammy look. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit silly that one, but hey, it's okay. It reminds me of uh, Red October when 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 Ryan is landing on the. Uh, Mm-hmm. On the Dallas, and they're trying to they're trying to hook him in because of the really bad weather mm-hmm. from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. There's good old Shane Rimmer. Yeah, Shane's great in this. What was the other one he was in? Diamonds. He played Felix in Diamonds. Diamonds. Did he? Thunder and he was in the Thunderbirds. No, not Felix. Like, he was like he one of the main Felix. voices. Who did Shane? No, he was remember? in. Uh, well, he was in Diamonds Are Forever. He was. he was like one of the airport dudes. He was like a NASA guy or something. Oh. Uh, I can't yeah, I think he was in the airport, guys. <laughs> I bet she is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, could you be more creepy? <laughs> uh, Major, uh, do you want to shower with me? I mean, in, I mean, yeah, you want to come with me? Permission to shower, sir? <laughs> Granted. Yeah. I like this guy. He's funny. He's got a good look. It's a short. This scene is stupid. <laughs> it I, is I don't stupid, like it. but yeah, the look on his face. I like. I like the look he has, and the way he takes himself out the room. What's the matter, sailor? You never seen a major taking a shower before? You <laughs> <laughs> sound like Stan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Stan Lee would probably say to that. <laughs> Now apparently the, the the filmmakers couldn't get the insurance right to film on the actual tanker, and so they had to build like a, a sixty foot replica. Right? Is, am I right in saying that, Josh? Like they want they Shell Shell had given them a tanker that they could do in, in some shots oh, on, yes. but Bond wanted to do like they wanted to do explosions, and they couldn't do that on an empty oh. tanker. Yeah, obviously because fair. of the vapors. They had to do miniature, so they did miniature oh, right. instead. Yeah. yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. But because super tankers have like a really long trail behind them, right? They leave like a real wake. I think they needed to outfit that model with uh, like some crazy horsepowered engine, like a speedboat engine or something. Mm. That there, mm-hmm. we'll have to get our fact checkers on that. There's, there's some stuff. No, you're right. It was it was to create it was to create the illusion of the wake. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a very small gun she has there. Yeah. Moore looks fantastic yes, in this. I think, I think he's he's just at the yeah, top of his game here, doesn't he? He looks so yep. smart. Yep. Hmm. Still quite calm, though. Everybody's looking around. Mm-hmm. Leparis, what a beast. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this cue on the score by Hamelish? The tanker. I like, I like this one. No, I do. Yeah. Because I like brassy stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess that's... It's big, it's loud, and it grows. My... Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is this, Crimson Tide? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is. Uh, I like this cue. Anybody who could identify that logo on the front, though, of the bow of the ship, would be able to make mm. a call and say, it's Stromberg, before he gets sucked up, you know? Oh, that's yeah, a good point. Exactly. Yeah. What the hell is this? It's a Stromberg ship. Don't you think somebody should let somebody know? Well, they're sucked up anyways, yeah. so they can't really do much about it. That's, that's a, a great, cool that's show. great miniature. Just, just that's show, really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Derek Meddings, Meddings, yeah. But it's Meddings. also just showing, like, the, the, just the scope, like, mm-hmm. just the immensity of this ship, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, subs aren't, I mean, they're small, but they're not that small. No. You got three of them there, right? Yeah. And there's the Kubrick lighting, Kubrick, the Kubrick-inspired lighting about to come, not inspired, sorry. Yeah, he did it, didn't uh, he? Actually, yeah. the physical Stanley Kubrick-inspired lighting Ooh, yeah. about to kick in. And one, two, there we go. I do like this, you know, because, you know, all of those shots, it was like a little tracking shot there a moment ago in the submarine. Mm. That's a, It's a good shot. And we got a couple more like this. This reminds me of Austin yeah. Powers. Yeah, I can see that. No, yeah. I mean, it because like, I just mean like, you know, when he had the underground layer and it was like, mm-hmm. it was, and then he just has like this sort of like a lot of light, like bright lights and sort of like silver kind of pot lights and stuff. <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. You know, and barrels everywhere. <laughs> that monorail didn't get enough time on the screen either. No, for however the man hours that it took to build. No, <laughs> like, really? That was it? Yeah. Come on, guys. Well, we do get it again, I think, in a wee moment or two. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to any great extent. Well, yeah, the Elipirus the captain. I yeah. find he, he seemed kind of like, even if he had a small screen time, he, he, you know, he was good in his role. He was like... Obviously, under payment wow. of Stromberg, that but was he ideologically very you know, strong in, into what Stromberg was, side of was doing? Well, clearly, it was using adamantium or vibranium, right? Had to be clearly, mm-hmm. obviously, or diamond. Maybe it had like a diamond. Realistically, maybe it had like a diamond cutter thing on it. I don't know. You know something I'm surprised we, but didn't st- we haven't seen in the films before, guys, like particularly in this, this type of environment where you're overtaking like dozens or hundreds of, of crew. See if there was a villain who had access to like a a, a potion or like a, an injection, some medication that would or it's like a steroid or something that would basically give immediate Stockholm syndrome, right? 
then you could turn all of these people into your own employees really quick. Oh, of course. that's good. I should have factored that into my bond in Canada. Yeah, yeah you should. have a whole empire of Tim Hortons donut shops just working oh, for you. Lord. <laughs> or Starbucks or anything at all you wanted. They never get my order right, so they wouldn't be good villains. <laughs> <laughs> They'd always shoot the wrong guy. That wasn't your order. Oh, and they, and they would be sick of the clientele that they just, you know, they would just quit anyway, despite Stockholm s- syndrome pills. It's a lot of closed circuit TV in this film, huh? Yeah, like a just lot like of the it. UK. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but if you think of it, there's been like quite a few, at least four or five shots now of like looking at a, a screen, you know, looking at some screen of the action. Mm-hmm. The USS Wayne, I wonder if that's like a historical reference or something, or just, I don't know, John Wayne. I wonder if this peppermint sweet missile has anything to do with the peppermint sweet stools that Stromberg's fish throne is, is I I find Stromberg's fish throne really lame, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. But it also kind of fits like his his egotism. Karate chop. Also, like a fish, a fish insignia, it just looks lame. (laughs) I kind of like the checker, but mm -hmm, overall, yeah. The scales, the fish scales, like checkerboard. Mm. Yeah, of all of like the deep sea creatures to strike fear into people and of of how like powerful you are, you choose like a a herring, like. It's a herring, is that what that is? No, that's not a herring. It's something a bit or something. It looks yeah. more like a flatfish or something. It's like you'd yeah. think, like, hmm, what, what fish would I choose to show as, like, a flounder? Because, <laughs> like, the word also flounder means, like, I mean, really? Like, who came mm-hmm. up with, like, I don't know. It, uh, I wonder if the two, the two guys that he killed in the helicopter, were they his marketing people? Because now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late to too late to send them back to the printers. you got to use them now. Yeah. If they hit New York, though, Washington will be like, well, where do these nukes come from? But they come from Russian submarines, so so that's why, right? So, mm-hmm. And if I don't recall, I don't remember the Russian crew being shown in this movie. They just showed the American and the British crew. That's right. Yeah. Like, what happened to the Russian crew? Were they just too, did, did, did they just, they hadn't, maybe they were going to kill the, the, the crew anyway, but they haven't got to doing the Americans or the British yet. I don't know. Maybe this is all them there. Maybe they've just become Stromberg's yeah, guys. Yeah, they joined... Maybe, yeah. maybe they took that steroid injection and they've just turned right quick. There you go. Yeah, you don't sound crazy at all. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he says a beautiful world underneath the sea, it's like, okay, I'm going to stop listening to, really? to you right now. Okay, sure. <laughs> I just like the look more gives him, you know, actor to actor. I, I, I think he basically was like, I'm going to pay all of you extra for when I say my ridiculous, maniacal plan that uh, you don't laugh when I say it in front of my arch enemies. Yes, boss. Because right. yeah. otherwise, like, what did they you just see the, the guy with the, like, the submachine gun there being like, money. laughing when he's telling him that. <laughs> the, like the prequel actors. Hmm. 
ne- instruments of Armageddon. I never noticed just how prominent that fish logo was, Josh, in the film until you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, I never noticed. Yeah, to be honest, times. I never really noticed it until now. But yeah, I got a pair of cufflinks with Stromberg Laboratories on them. Oh, oh really? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Are they waterproof? That's a Russian stuff <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, it could be Vietnamese. They've got a red star on their flag, don't they? Or am I wrong? Uh, they don't have. I think they actually have like a yellow, gold star. Yellow, gold on red. Is yeah, it's yellow. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Thank you. I think I must have. Well, they could be the, changed, they, 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 they could be Chinese too. I suppose too, right? I, d- it, I mean, yeah. I just don't. I don't know the. I'll be honest. I don't know the Chinese naval ensign or, or, or logo, but it, but it would. I could see it be, uh, at that point. Yeah, it would make sense if it was. Au revoir, Anya. We haven't mentioned it yet, guys. But Kurt Jurgens, um, he's good. I mean. He yeah. he is he's a cookie cutter in a sense, but he's so yeah. committed. He's committed to that role. Oh, there we go. We get some time with the monorail. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, he, he is. That's geez. that's pretty cool. And that's also yeah. Uh, that's Thunderbirds Argo. Cool. Yeah. That's Thunderbirds. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure I saw one of the puppets' that heads. Cobra, just that was Cobra off, Commander. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It, it absolutely. Um, yeah. Was. Like escaping. You know, that's what that was. Uh oh. Oof. Now this is all about showing off oh. that sound set, huh? Double with one. Yeah. Oh yes. Good thing these guys ouch, are all idiots. Ouch. Oh man, those metal <laughs> stairs. Oh my god, that's Not a meant to be falling down. Commercial. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh. Oh man, like honestly, that that thing. It looks like it's a charger or like a barracuda, like the car, like the. I the do think Gilbert. Thing. Uh, he he definitely improved. Like if you compare this to "You Only Live Twice," like this is a much better version of that sequence, in my opinion. Honestly, I love this monorail thing. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 vehicle itself is awesome. It kind of reminds you of like the Batmobile, like the Batmobile. I've sold monorails to Lipperis yeah. and to Drax. <laughs> Imagine if it, had, if it had a bumper sticker on the back. <laughs> by golly, I put them I on. I heard the New Haversbrook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's quite convenient. Those are good tactics right there. Like they know where the armory is, and they know how to access all the guns. I love it. It's just like okay, and go, and everyone yeah. just runs. They know right where to yeah. go. the The British captain and his XO do some or have some pretty badass moments in this scene, though. I have to say, yeah. they really do. Yeah, they, I think they both die if I'm not mistaken. Th- yeah, I think s- pretty sure they do. So Shane Rimmer plays Commander Carter, but who, who plays the British guy? I don't know. Hamlish uh, doing good here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Help yourselves to fire. Oh, shitty guns. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> there we go. There, there, that, there, see, we there go. were some good guns, good rifles there. Stromberg uh, outfitted his men with the worst possible guns. Like... <laughs> Those, uh, oh, the submachine guns. I think those are Sterling Lobs. machine guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, basically. Lobs, clubs, yeah. yeah. To use GoldenEye parlance. Because mm. the Americans are using M16s. 
I do feel though similar to you only live twice, right? There's just so much going on here that yeah, you just you're just living in the instant, aren't you? Like you can't take it all in if you're yeah. watching this. We can because we can pause it and return it and review it. But if you're in the cinema, you're just ex- it's just the experience, isn't it, of everything? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good shot, pun intended, yeah. of uh, yeah. Roger with the submachine gun. It is, yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Grenade. Oh no! Yeah. He fell in the water. Th- this this whole sequence is pretty badass. Like it's a really good like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a long and very thorough action sequence. It's great. Good editing too. Mm-hmm. Like jumping between like the model of the Lepris on on the top deck, and then also with the with the soundstage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they cut basically his arm being blown off there. <laughs> Although he has both arms there now. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. He got he it. He does back. not look like a grenade victim. Oh no, he didn't all. let go of the grenade. Ooh, that was close. Twas. Oh. A lot of frontward somersaults. Stuntman just diving in the water. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Ooh. One of those metal stairs. Yeah. You go, man. Oof. Yeah. Good strategy on the villain's part here. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Quite. Not getting through that. It's a cool looking rocket. It's it's really cool. Yeah. After watching like a doc on Hiroshima the other day, I'm like, I don't know, man. Nuclear yes, re- nuclear course, war yeah. is terrible. Is terrible. <laughs> In yeah. terms of its looks, it's quite striking. Oh, oh yes, it's streamlined yeah. and. Uh, when did he stitch that garb up for her? Like, I'm wondering when. When did he have that dress just lying around or what? Maybe oh, yeah. it belonged to his it's secretary probably, that was, he. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's probably earlier. belonged to someone who's no longer in his employ. That's true. The, the secretary. Mm. Mm. I'm pretty sure who embezzled him. Uh, Anya wears it better. Yeah, I would agree. Although we never saw. We don't know that secretary for too long. No. Nope. Do you like that cravat thing? That that kind of wide tie he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Was Kurt Jurgens not also in A Clockwork Orange? Was he not at the beginning of that movie? The I don't know. Wasn't he the older gentleman who? Nah, he wasn't. I'm getting them confused with someone else. No, I, the guy who's um, no, I was like, broken that was an English guy. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, well, Kurt Jurgens did right. speak like five languages, though. I mean, he could have acted at anybody. He kind of reminds me of it, though. See, this is a good. This is a good tense moment. I really like mm-hmm. this. This, mm-hmm. this, this, this yeah, it is. Yeah. Here. Right. 
That guy's gulp is kind of lame, though. I have to say, like, it's like <laughs> it, it feels like they they dubbed that in afterwards. Well, I feel the like they didn't need the to audience. like pan the camera to him. Yeah. If they just left it there and had the gulp, it would be less cheesy. But whatever. Yeah. Roger Moore's bond has had to uh, detonate and disable, rather, disable a number of powerful explosives in his tenure. Yeah, like Octopussy. Yeah. And he had to disarm the ATEC in Free Eyes Only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, well, the and, explosive thing attached Well, I was going to say, also, do you count him throwing it off, like... That's true, yeah. That yeah, I think so. That yeah. also is technically disabling it. He's responsible for it, <laughs> yep. Agreed, agreed. Luckily, they have a number six detonator in the uh, armory there. <laughs> Absolutely. So well, I think the- it's the last time the guy, the guy who was in charge <laughs> of the quartermaster bought the number five, and it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shit show. He's not been seen since. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Luca Brazzi, man. He sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, his name was Tibor. They blamed him for everything. That's a Simpsons reference. I understand. Oh, Tibor. Mm-hmm. You do get kind of caught up in it, right. don't you? You get caught up in the action. Like I'm, I'm just quite conscious. I'm not saying much here, guys, but I'm, I'm enjoying. Well, I I'm enjoying say, it. Is like, is like what's what's yeah. really good about this whole sequence, which is quite long, mm. is that for the complexity of this and the immensity of the battle, you're you're really sort of committed and and enthralled by it for the whole time, even though there is stops in the action, but the intensity stays. When cameras were that big, you could sit on them. That's right. <laughs> I always think it's interesting, you know, Star Wars and this at the same time, but both were doing their production a, independent yeah. of each other. And yet the, the the medicine ball or whatever, the torture device in the Death Star, it always, oh, it always oh, reminds me Oh, yeah. That. That's a good point. A little bit. It's got that horizontal well, sort of you, crevice, you know, going right through it. I don't think he's going to have any kids, though, after sitting on this thing. I feel like this would (laughs) cause issue. Yeah, this is less painful. Mm. Although the drop would hurt, let's be honest. Oh. This is... I feel this is like... Is this almost like a Doctor Strange love moment? Is it it about to be... (laughs) Yeah. Good good old play of the Bonds theme there. Very much so, yep. And grenade kicking a good moment of suspense here. Yep, I feel like he's a little close to that. Mm-hmm. This might hurt. <laughs> it's a long five seconds. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's the Bond universe. Oh, yeah. Ripped it right open. (laughs) 
Good, good thing I mean, that wasn't at least six. check for his eyebrows. They really earn. I think this battle, like, even though like it's it's long and it's long, it's protracted. Like this whole sequence, like it earns itself as it goes along. Like the strategy that they're using to get their objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much is he getting paid? Would... Yeah, it was it worth it, buddy? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, back in the seventies or in the Bond universe, where people aren't blown apart by grenades and explosions. Yep, they're just all concussed too. Yeah, and with internal bleeding, you don't see. Newfoundland looks really, really odd on that map. It it really does. Yeah, Stromberg doesn't care for the Newfies. They're probably his competitors, most likely. <laughs> Basically, cut out the Northern Peninsula altogether and just doesn't care about scale. It's like I want this to look good. I don't really care about. You know, well, he's going to the sink the whole world the sea it's, anyways, right? So, yeah, that's true. I love the manual for for the uh, submarine tracking system. Yeah, exactly. A little golden book. What to do when you're on the La Pyrus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean like golden, like the stories, like the like it has like the yeah. golden. Um, yeah, like the kid books. Yeah. What's the warranty on that? Like, I'm yeah, just curious. Really. Can to you see send it, it back? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's void at this point. The Lipperus is like uh, the, I guess the operations from there, it kind of reminds me of something from like either, I was thinking maybe like the Rebel Alliance uh, meeting on Return of the Jedi, you know, on Admiral Akbar's ship a little bit, just like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that kind of sunken bowl, how it's designed. And these guys have to be are these guys ideologically motivated or are they just paid? Like that's what I'm wondering. Oh, like did he promise paid. them like like <laughs> gold or golden women or something underneath the sea? Like golden women. <laughs> I will yeah. promise you golden women to like <laughs> sign me. I think that's up. that's uh, I'm not signing that contract. You also yeah, so you have to pay for your <laughs> uniform, which looks like it's a cross but it'll be taken out of your first you know, month's pay. Yeah. Oh, and I'm only paying you in clams. And like, cause you know, but they think like, oh, that's just a cool term for like, you know, money. And I know Stromberg is literally, literally going to pay them in clams. And table scraps from his nine course lobster dinners. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah. and, and day old um, snow crab. That's right. <laughs> Oof. Oh. So that's when you roll. Tw- that's when you roll a one on a twenty-sided die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There must be a Dungeons and Dragons equivalence of that, and you've just nailed it. <laughs> wow. I'm sure that did that, that did great things for the environment and that part of the ocean. I always there. think the same thing. Yeah, like oh well, you wanted your under this. This would this would have changed the world. Like mm-hmm. like, like what happened is like isn't that where like like Bermuda is? Where the where's Bermuda? Did Bermuda just get nuked? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean that's just the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. But I say just oh, oh Saint Pierre and McQuellen. How about Saint Pierre and McQuellen? No. I mean Josh, this just off the g- south like, coast of Newfoundland, man. Yeah. This is where all those three-eyed fish in the Simpsons came from. That's right. 
Isn't it incredible to think? I remember my dad the, went there for a business trip. The, the, where? St. Pierre, Miquelon. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, isn't it crazy to think that The Simpsons is only about 10 or 12 years away from this movie? Like, we think of this movie as old, and The yeah, Simpsons years, is still yeah. something. Gee whiz. Yeah, and actually, the new episodes are good. Are they? Well, that's good to hear. I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah. All these guys going back to station, but the guy in the back doesn't look like he knows what he's doing there. What am I supposed to do with this? Uh, the guy, he's just standing. Yeah, no. He was, uh, yeah. He, he crept onto set. Yeah. He just got on there. He's not even in costume. He just literally he just walked on. He's a PA. He's like, oops. <laughs> Such a great shot of the um, the nuke going into the torpedo yep. tube. That's good. Not mm-hmm. the nuke, the missile. Yeah. yeah. The torpedo going into the torpedo tube. The torpedo going. Oh yeah, I guess that makes more sense. And this time it's not Bond getting shot out of the torpedo tube. That's right. Mm. It's just. I always wonder, you know. mm -hmm. Sorry, buddy. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, you know, that's that's a very long super tanker because they were able to have safe distance from the explosion when they Mm -hmm. fired at Mm -hmm. the uh, hull. How do you think the? How do you think the like Derek Meddings and his team, you know, the special effects supervisors, how do you think they feel when all these miniatures are blown up? There's a sadness, but also an excitement, I guess. Eh? Like, yeah, I think that's always the case. Is like they're like mm-hmm. they knew it was gonna happen, but you're like mm-hmm. oh, man. Doesn't it look great? Yeah. <laughs> all that work, but yeah, it's great, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You are right, though, Jeff. Like, I'd never really conceived of it before, but it is a very long scene, isn't it? Yeah. Like, protracted, I think the word Josh used, but it is a long scene. Yeah. And, yeah. But it, you're never really just, bored in it. No, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's it's long, but you yeah. don't, like, it, the urgency is there. Like, it kind of go. you know, it, it obviously, uh, it peaks and and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and valleys and stuff like that, but it's it's constantly there. Going right through that gap. It's doing its best. Yeah, such great, such great miniature work again here. It's very good. Stuff coming out of the of the Hulk. Mm. Yeah, and the, oh, I love that explosion on the deck in the background. That's so cool. Such a great shot. Look how huge the Lepris is, even on the, on the top deck. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the scale is fantastic, and they really nailed it. Because if you told me that it was a miniature, I'd be like, well, yeah, of course. But in the spirit of just kind of going with the film, I'm not even thinking about it, you know? There it's... The, the, the shot of the leper is sinking is pretty... Yeah, I love the, I love the Hamlet's score here. It's, it's soaring mm-hmm. to good heights. Sink the Bismarck. Sink the Lepris. This is my favorite part here. It's coming up in a second. I love that little sp- last spout mm-hmm. of water, mm-hmm. the last spout yeah, of defiance as Elipris mm-hmm. goes down. Also in terms of physics and whatnot and aerody- uh, thermodynamics, it makes sense, too. <laughs> the propeller spinning on the on there. No, oh, and there we go, the nice shot. I can't see it, sir. Just take 
just guess it's the it's large right. thing in the horizon. <laughs> it's a big thing on the horizon, man. Just fire. <laughs> yeah. Should we ask Godzilla to take out this large spider creature in the water? <laughs> or I guess it would be Anguirus, which is the turtle. But anyways. Oh, you guys are ahead of me. I'm still, Roger, mm. still talking to Shane mm-hmm. Rimmer there. In the no, no, that's where I am too. Room. No, that's where we're at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The design of his stateroom is really nice too. Like it feels like it's, uh, although it doesn't feel cramped like it would on a submarine, it feels like a little more open. It does. That's Ken Adams' well, that style. Is, yeah, very much like, so. Uh, Ken, you have to do a cramped room. It's like, I don't do cramped rooms. Have you ever seen my films? Okay. Yeah. Good timing. The wet bike. Good timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. IQ. He thinks of everything. Yeah, he does. Yep. This is much more practical than little Nelly. Mm-hmm. Quite. Yeah. This was a prototype, wasn't it? This was a prototype, but it was. Well, I, it was capable of like really high speeds. This thing, like I li- oh, I like how he how he taped the wrench onto the handles because that was yeah, great. just that in was... case you need to adjust. Yeah. And this is the first time a water ski <laughs> Man, was ever that's on a film. Far, I remember us talking like, about that's that. like I like the editing because otherwise it would be like twenty minutes for yeah. him to get there. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. Well, he has like a Bernini statue in the corner there. I didn't realize uh, that. You're a Bernini statue in the corner. <laughs> Thank you. You think of the most famous Bernini statue, right? Is like the Poseidon mm-hmm. one. That's like I think it's in the uh, in the uh, Piazza Triviati or something. Or I'm trying to remember the name of it now. No, uh, Piazza Navona. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, we yes, got a yes, picture yes. there, didn't we? I did, but unfortunately, yeah. mine had like a big fence because they were doing construction around there. And then the next day, I went there was like some protests or something. It was really hard to get a decent photo without it looking under construction, but it was still very nice to see. Uh, played played with the trope very well all the way through th- 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 the mm-hmm. film. Yep. The setup at yep. the beginning, and then the second time when he's on when, when he goes to visit Stromberg in disguise, and then finally there, mm-hmm. right? So. Oh, he's not eating lobster, guys. But then Stromberg has another trick up his sleeve. He got there like pierogies or something. Lemons or something. Pierogies. Yeah. I don't know. He's chowing and. You can't grow potatoes underneath the, underneath. Oh, the he's got Tabasco sauce. Does he have it's a It's oysters. It's oysters. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oysters. Him and Scaramanga both. Yeah. Oysters with Tabasco. Is that a, is that a fuyak there? <laughs> this was the scene in which Bond, uh, Roger Moore, actually burnt his arse, wasn't that? Like he got a big burn yeah. from this. This is a pretty cold-blooded Bond. Um, that's a long right barrel. Yeah, on behalf of like, the world, I'm executing you in cold blood right now. <laughs> That's right. Well, that was his order. Yeah. I don't know. It's just cold blood after you've been... Yeah, he probably doesn't need to put four in. Well, it? no, I think he means just because he's got webbed hands, so he's maybe he's like half like reptile or something. Yeah. Amphibian. Well, maybe well, and then now we're in, or, um, yeah. you know, the Death Star. <laughs> we're gonna find or we're gonna find yeah. like the interrogation droid in a second there it is <laughs> there you go yeah 
Uh, it's a lot smaller than that. Gotta get through Darth. Jaws Vader. Jaws Vader. J- Jaws Vader, yeah. Ooh, fuck, that would hurt. Well, Derek Prowse could have played Jaws, too, if you think about it, because he's a mm-hmm. big, tall guy. David Prowse, wasn't it? David Prowse, sorry. Yes. I was oh, yeah. Derek Medias, yes, David yeah. Prowse. I forgot, I forgot wow. that I got them mixed up. Josh really uh, ran he around just, there yeah. real quick. <laughs> he, he did. I feel like Holy playing Goldeneye against Josh. Yeah. I think I'm okay going around one corner, and the next minute, there he is. Boom. Right behind me. <laughs> Those are the old days, though. I fancy my chances today. <laughs> yeah. I still have that uh, 64 system. Yeah, I got one as well, but uh, there's never anybody around to play with. That's the that, that that's the thing. Oh. Was I guess the was this like what's the practicality <laughs> of that magnet? Like we just installed the giant magnet device in here. Maybe for like supplies for like. Well, clearly, it was for a final battle. There. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's why it was there. Yeah. He was looking through like he was looking at the evil villain catalog, and he's like, "Well, I need to look at my final battle uh, section." For one of my the arch hum- nemesis, the whoever it is scene. yet. Yeah. <laughs> How does that grab you? <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah, it's good. It's like one of those games, you know, with the claw. You always try to get the the toy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Josh just goes for the shark. Mm, of course he does. Of course. <laughs> How do you like it? Yeah, the shark's like, what the hell's going on? I bit off more than I can chew. <laughs> but which person said that? The shark or Jaws? Jaws. I don't think the shark got its teeth in at all. Yeah. Nope. Some cranberry juice in the water, boys. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Get some red number five. Sure, it's not Clamato juice. Mm. Might be. <laughs> it's like a coral statue next to, or like a whale fin or something. It looks like what was. What next the heck to, is uh, that? Anya. That's one person they should have had in the film somewhere is like, and have him really odd, but like have the interior designer of his lair, mm-hmm. like around. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, just just there on staff, just there, yeah. Yep. Ooh. Sideways camera. Honey, I think the honey, I think the place is yeah. flooding. Do we have uh, flood insurance? <laughs> Oh, oh, the escape chamber! Oh, this is this is was 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 one of my favorite uh, bedroom scenes. That's right, it was. You loved this one. It's more like the can't escape chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to escape chamber. Wow, that was a the miniature there. <laughs> the dinky helicopter. Wow, I just revealed my uh, dinky. That's such a... It uh, is such Canadian a Canadian term. term. Mm. Yeah. What we call, like, toy cars. Yep. 
I didn't even know that was a Canadian term, but I think it's a Newfie no, term. No, well, I used I it. No, 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 no. My parents. <laughs> I think it is a Canadian it. term. Yeah. Yeah, it's I used like the many like I used to call them like major ed cars or dinky cars. That's what I would call them. Dinky cars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's something kind of I don't know like sexual education film about that pop pod firing from there. I don't know. It's just really weird. Well, like I mean, yeah, sure. It does look kind of like a black sperm, I suppose. <laughs> Real, a black sperm. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Josh's yeah. medical textbook will be coming wow. out in a few I, months' time. I do not want a black... Yeah, I do not want a black sperm, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not one to talk about the color of seminal fluids, Josh, but if that's what you see, I would steer you... yourself towards the nearest doctor. Yeah. Urologist, The nearest yeah. urologist, I... Uh, yeah. Ooh, tense moment. Yeah, when you can't when you does can't it, find the bottle work, opener, or or is it kind of ridiculous? Well, like, yeah, oh, I think it man, works. she picked up the gun. I didn't see that oh, coming. Right. On a page, it's potential. Yeah. She she forgave him because he saved her life. Is that why? Well, you also get the idea from the scene that okay. I'll wait till tomorrow to kill you. You know, like it's it's not really they're in love. Yeah. It's just kind of like, well, that was kind of funny I, when I have time, happened, so <laughs> I yeah, got time now. Yeah. yeah, and he also just saved the world too. So yeah, he I does. think it's more like maybe he's not just like uh, what am a, I? Who am I going to drink the champagne with? Myself? Yeah. I say, yeah, I guess I would. But. No, I think she knows that he's a good man. Yeah. I, I think in mm-hmm. her own way. So I think that was kind of her feeling. Some shallow water he's swimming through there. I was gonna say. Is it going to be the same kid who's like, wow, so there's a car and then there's a man coming up here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this kid. What a strange holiday. It's like, it's like, Dad, can we go snorkeling? No. <laughs> okay. uh, here's the classic. Uh, I think, is this the beginning of like Bond being discovered by his superiors at the end of the episode? Oh, trope, maybe. At the end of the movie trope? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might it might be. Well, I guess no. though, Doctor No kind of started that, but he's being he's being towed behind. Yeah, right? it's certainly not yeah, the beginning. Here's the, of... here's the probe droid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I think Josh, it's signal. probably the beginning of like the humorous, you know, back and forth, the reveal, the the fun reveal sort of thing. But I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, Doctor No and other films have done it before. <laughs> it doesn't like the probe mm-hmm. droid though, like. It's a good bit the Empire knows What do you reckon here. that the British book is? Empire. What do you think that book is on the bedside? <laughs> uh, Nietzsche, <laughs> given him. Or maybe it's Captain Nemo. Maybe it's like uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Ah, uh, keeping the British end up. <laughs> there we go. Nice exit shot, too, eh? I like the uh, show, too. Mm. Like, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. the big male... <laughs> chorus of nobody does it better. It's kind of parodic in a little, a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. There we go. Ah, good fun, guys. That's a, a great mm-hmm. movie. You know, our our commentary is not legendary, but uh, it was nice no. doing this with you. I don't think any Bond fan yeah, is going time. to uh, is is going to learn a lot more <laughs> than they didn't already know listening to us go on. But it was uh, okay. nice nice to do that and to share it with with our listeners. I, I enjoyed that. Yes, it was. Absolutely. So thanks everybody for uh, yeah for going the distance with us with the spy who loved me mm. and uh, Bond by Numbers will be back soon for an episode on Double O Origins yeah yeah absolutely. but you know with no time to die just a week away 
we hope everybody gets out and if you are going to the cinema be safe uh, be happy have a nice have a nice you, time yeah, absolutely anything else guys in closing no it's a yep. fun film and uh, it was nice to do another watch along and um, yeah that's all I gotta say it was good it was a good time <laughs> alright well take care and enjoy the rest of your weekend good. good pick okay guys take it easy okay 